0: Dude, this is take two because I didn't hit the record yes. button. Yes, we
1: noticed it after we said <laughs> some really funny things.
0: Oh, now we're my recording,
1: gosh. and yeah. it is Friday, at least when you're listening to this. Yeah. When Glad it drops. Friday listeners, what's and, going
0: on? And guess what? We're still in San Diego. We're still in San Diego. We're doing a late night uh, episode, yeah. and uh, we've got an awesome case that we're going to be talking we about We do. Tonight. Coast Guard Aviation Association
1: uh, awards the Frank Erickson Award to a Rotary Wing crew who does an awesome case. Uh, they do this annually, and we have... Uh, Two fine gentlemen sitting across the table from us with some beer and some whiskey. Uh, this is gonna be fun. Yeah, let's look, do it, man. Look, gentlemen, welcome. Hello. Howdy. Yeah, Good evening. Yeah, Chris and Nate, thanks for coming All on. Right, Nate. you guys want to introduce yourself, give us a little background, and then we'll get into
2: this. Happy to. Great. Uh, well, Max Kenny, uh, Nate Coulter here. I am. Uh, I was OCS commissioned. The Coast Guard in 97 and uh, got pretty much right into the H60 and then flew the H60 almost my whole career. Nice. Had a couple of breaks with some staff tours, but um, uh, did Clearwater and I did air stations in Clearwater, uh, Sitka, Astoria, a couple tours in Kodiak and Traverse City.
1: How many hours in the 60 do you have?
2: I think I probably, you know, I just retired this past summer, Congrats. so I think I ended up. Closing out with about 4,600 or so. Uh, that's not nothing.
3: <laughs> that hurts my back just hearing it. That out. is wow.
2: not nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. That well, is awesome. For all you young uh, Hilo pilots <laughs> out there, I would just say, uh, you know, good lumbar support will go a long way. Yeah. In the office chair and in the helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what, yeah. what
3: would you, uh, what was your lumbar support, Nate? Yeah. So <laughs>
2: uh, for me, it was a, uh, a uh, fanny pack stuffed with my uh, Im- immersion hood and my uh, my mittens for my immersion and suit. That, and that's Who what you used to as the, the yeah. f- oh my gosh. You walked out of the aircraft every time I'd hot seat with him was a fanny pack. That's double yeah. duty. So would yeah. you clip it? Would you And clip- that was the same fanny pack I used all through college mountain biking.
1: Would you clip it? So you clip it on the <laughs> yeah. front and you would just wear it and there would be lumbar support when you get in.
2: Yeah.
0: Amazing. Yeah, that's how they work. That is Fantastic. Yeah. Did you, uh, was it always in the back or did you flip it in the front when you weren't about to get in the aircraft? No, like I would
2: only flip it to the front if I was going out in town. Yeah. Okay. Or, <laughs> yeah. or you had to get after the chapstick. <laughs> the chapstick in the front that's pocket. Right. Oh, that that's is awesome. I Cynthia to, to you. If I'm, yeah. uh, I remember no, the story I, of
3: you meeting and it was the fanny pack.
2: Yeah. The fanny uh, pack was key for sure. Yeah. For back support
0: and you meeting your wife, it sounds yeah. like.
2: No, it helped helps out quite a bit. You know, it's certainly rough on the body flying a helicopter. Yeah. So.
0: So you said a couple of Kodiak, I heard yeah. So, some Sitka, so uh, I heard a lot of Alaska time. Yep,
2: yeah, um, between Astoria, Sitka, Kodiak, and Traverse City, lots of time in the cold and the snow. Um, certainly, lots of, lots and lots of uh, diverse cases and missions all through the Pacific Northwest and Alaska. Oh. Alaska is an adventure, you know, every day of the year. So there was always something uh, happening and. Um, yeah, certainly like that environment, like that kind of flying. And there was, you know, a lot of great uh, opportunities to apply the trade, but also train uh, pilots as they, you know, came up to those units. Um, some of the, you know, the first tour pilots in Traverse City and Astoria, but then getting the second tour pilots and taking them to, you know, the, like a master's degree level of, you know, SAR operator up yeah. in uh, That's the awesome. Great White North. So, yeah, yeah, it was a very rewarding career. Um, ended up, I was fortunate enough for a variety of reasons. And certainly if anybody ever wants to hear my two cents on the career, but, uh, knew some people and had some opportunities at the right time and, uh, coupled with just working hard and being the best I could be at any job I was given, I managed to be able to swing, uh, ops and XO and Kodiak CO Traverse and then CO and Kodiak.
0: Wow. Wow. What Gosh. Awesome career. Yeah. And uh,
2: recently retired, right? Yep. Retired this okay. summer. And uh, if it isn't evident yet, it will be soon. Uh, I'm a pilot. And so that's what I'm doing in retirement. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And uh, as much as I thought that I might be able to break free into the fixing <laughs> world, I'm, uh, I'm still a rotorhead. head. Okay.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's, that's great. That's awesome. What are you doing?
2: If, I fly if you can talk
0: about it yet. I don't know. If, yeah, I fly okay.
2: for a uh, corporate flight department, so okay. I'm a corporate pilot. That's awesome. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. It's a yeah. yeah, I oh. fly oh. I fly an Airbus helicopters.
1: Oh. Welcome. Uh, Airbus yeah. helicopters EC135. Yeah, you saw the light.
0: T3. You no longer have the like emergency exit handle with your no. left hand there. Um Leaf blower in the sky. Yeah.
2: Is somebody doing yard work or is a fenestron <laughs> yeah. flying overhead? It's a great machine. Yes.
1: Thank you. All right. Nice. love it.
2: I'll tell you one of the things that I got a lot of enjoyment off of uh, with my multiple tours in Kodiak and becoming familiar with some of the H65 stuff. There's a lot of H60 pilots that don't realize how, how much more capable an H65 is on single engine than an H60 is. Yeah. I mean, it is a world of difference and uh, as much as everybody wants to brag about you know the never ending collective pull and the amount of power you got the 60 doesn't you know hold a candle to the 65 single engine capability oh we have
0: great single yeah. engine flyout you know, capabilities, And that's true. Especially with you. a little bit of wind. Oh, yeah. yeah. oh
2: yeah. yeah, and that's true with the EC-135 as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah, great OEI. Yeah. Very cool.
0: Uh Chris, before we jump into you, we're at the roost here, the ancient order of the pterodactyl. We want you to spell pterodactyl for us real quick. Three,
1: two, one.
0: Go.
3: P-T-E-R-O-D-A-C-T-Y-L. Pterodactyl. I don't pterodactyl. know. I
0: don't know. I don't know if he's right or not. He gets on Nate's hat. Can yeah. you... Can you can you check yourself? Did you get that right? It's literally yeah, on Nate's hat right now. No, there's. Oh yeah, is it on the is. side of it? It sounded um, right to me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. We're gonna go with it. I was actually really good. That <laughs> was well. wild crap. I, was kid. I would have. I would have
1: thrown a silent Y and a CH in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Very. Well, we did talk earlier about Starbucks.
3: Yeah. So if I was at Starbucks, I would have said like <laughs> L M N O P
1: R O. That was with such. Com- I thought we were gonna get him on that I, one. I did too. Huh? Oh. That's awesome. No, like middle yeah. school
3: spelling bee champ here. So I, okay. Yes. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> picked the wrong dude. <laughs> we really did. <laughs> we or the right dude. Let's I don't go. know. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, Chris, welcome man. Yeah. Thank tell you. Tell us a
0: little bit about yourself. So Thanks for coming to on.
3: <laughs> yeah. So just really stoked. Thanks for the, for the invite and the whiskey. Um, of course. My Coast Guard background is fairly short. Um, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about what I did before the yes, Coast please. Guard. Yeah. Please. Please. Um, of course. I went to flight school on my own in uh, Washington. Um, in, in college, uh, when I try to join the Coast Guard many different times, um, and it was right after the sequester. So a little bit tough transition to get in, but, I uh, did, uh, commercial private jets when I was, uh, I worked out of Colorado and Idaho for four years flying a variety of fixed wing, um, turboprop and jet aircraft. And I had my helicopter license as well. So when I got into OCS, finally, um, I went straight to flight school after that and I was uh very fortunate to get through flight school quickly which right now is i higher. have so many questions it was flight school just a breeze for you it was a great time are <laughs> you kidding me it was an awesome time the I, t6 was the most fun i've had is in, it was the ever. most
1: i've thrown up and the most terrified i've ever been so <laughs> it was a blast. oh my gosh
3: because yeah. it was i was flying a jet right before yeah. ocs so it was and a little your, bit slower you were instrument rated and
1: everything too and it was yeah. just like yeah can i show you some things sir like instructor like let me, let me teach I you a lot. That would have been very unwise. Yeah. I yeah. at least was smart enough at did like you, 25 did you, to know but that. But did you tell them? Did you, did, like, did your IPs know that? I didn't tell my
3: helicopter. So the first question, I wouldn't lie to anybody, but yeah. when I first showed up to primary, the instructor was like, yeah, any previous flight time? And I was like, yeah, a little bit, you know, I a couple have, thousand hours. I have some ratings or whatever. And he was like, okay, how much time? And I was like, uh, like 1700. Oh,
0: I was like, oh. he's like, you have more flight time. Okay.
3: Than do, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so then in advance though, my instructor never asked and we went out and, the first day, you know, the, yeah. of advance, you're supposed to like, maybe you can hover in the box. Oh, today. I remember that like, well. Maybe, it's terrifying. If you're lucky. And so I had, it had been a while since I'd flown a helicopter. So it wasn't like Chuck Yeager of helicopters. Yeah. I wasn't Nate Coulter, but yeah. <laughs> I did, um, I did pretty well. And he was like, oh, okay, let's go do other stuff. And we ended with like, we did a couple of fold down autos. Yeah. And I basically, cause it's, it flew exactly like the R-22, yeah. the TH-57. And so I was like, this is familiar, you know, and again, yeah. not perfect, yeah. but we are out there doing full down on and we, we land the second auto and he's like, huh? Just like puts his gloves down and he's like, okay, what's going on? <laughs> you <laughs> tricked me. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, Do you have flight time? And I was like, Well, yeah. I mean, you didn't ask, but
0: you're, yeah. 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 He's like, What is like, this? Undercover boss? Like, yeah. are you actually the wing yeah, commander? Yeah, hello. I am, the a, commander. I am 100%. Admiral Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you're not doing so well. Yeah. So
3: he was like, Oh, that's awesome. That changes that changes a lot. But That's uh, wild. It was fun. Man, it so, was all so that fun. So and why had to skip a lot of instruments. Which
0: why was, the Coast Guard? I mean, everyone uh, seems like they're leaving to go fly for the airlines or for EMS. It's what I wanted to do since I was like nine. Nice.
3: I mean, my right. mom can tell you, like when I was a little kid, I wanted to fly helicopters. I wanted to be in the military in some form, but I didn't want to like blow stuff up. So this was it, you know, picking people up.
0: Yeah. That, um, like to awesome. and do
3: medevac. So it, it, I've been trying to do this for a long time. And that's why I was so frustrated to not get in right away. But
0: yeah, I mean, don't. But that's so awesome. That, that is and, a, that's that's cool. Yeah, not to jump ahead, but you just got to ATC Mobile, right? Correct. Yeah, so, like, I feel like um, just hearing your story, my favorite flight um, giving students at ATC, and I don't know if you guys do in the 60, but the 65, we give them a, a right seat kind of hoisting fam is what we call it. Yep. And um, it's my favorite because you will have students that come through. They're like, from the time I was nine years old, I knew I was going to be a helicopter search and rescue pilot for the Coast Guard. And to see them, like you know, you go through flight school, but when you are actually in a Coast Guard helicopter and you're behind this boat, and there's rotor wash coming up and hitting you in the face, and I'm like, "Hey!" and they're like, "What?" and they look over and and I pull my camera and just like quick (laughs) shot, and just the biggest shitty grin from ear to ear. So much fun! This is this is awesome, and it's inspiring for someone who's been doing it for a while to see, you know, like young generations coming up. Like, yep, this is a. 20-year plan that I've been on and have set my eyes on. And that's cool to, to hear you. And hopefully, like, you'll be able to, you know, experience that, you know, teaching the young guys. So. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's been
3: th- that and like the Dayland ones are my favorite flights. Yeah, where, like, yeah those are fun time, too. People yeah. have wanted to fly in H sixty forever, and they just yeah. like pull the collective. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just up, like screw yeah. over the
0: radio. Big <laughs> <iron>. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah.
1: So, wow, that's a hilarious story. I've yeah. heard because I've heard of a couple folks doing that who have had so much flight time going to flight school, and I've always wanted to be a fly on the wall and be like with the instructor, and like you get that you know that that call that they give you right before you're cleared onto the final approach course of the instrument approach and, like, everybody messes it up, but you probably just got it perfect. And your instructor's <laughs> like, what is going on? Yeah. Well, they're yeah. like, all right, Coast Guard. It would also be-
3: Right turn heading 270, maintain yeah. 2000 until established, <laughs> yeah. intercept the ILS from way 28, you know, yeah. whatever. And, you're and
1: like- then you're like, as a student, you're like- and then you look over at your <laughs> these massive, with these massive yes. eyes, like, I don't know. Yes. Can you? Was he talking to me? Can you please that's say right. something on the radio? Us? Oh,
0: man. That's awesome. <laughs> it would be cool if you could, like, check a uh, competency of, like, hey, just give me a final check ride. And yeah. if I pass this, just let me go to mobile. I did. I did. I have, I have a lot of hours. Please just let me go. Yeah. Yeah. They, do, I, they did skip,
3: like, um, and that's what part of why I got through so fast is they skipped, I think, eight flights in primary and like nine in advanced. all I basically Um, just took an R.I. check ride for each phase. Oh, that's awesome.
2: So there is something. I don't think you'd want to, I mean, I don't think you'd want to skip a lot of the fun stuff, though. Like, that's the thing. I I would form and arrow. I it. flight time before flight school. And the last thing I wanted to do was accelerate out of that because it was so much fun. Yeah. Flight school was the time of my life also. It was the time of my life, but it was also the most
1: terrified I've ever been. Like, (laughs) like they throw you the keys to an ejection seat aircraft very quickly, like almost suspiciously quickly. And you're like, like, okay. You have 13 whole hours now. I'm going to go do a home field break by myself at (laughs) 200
0: plus knots. That's like imposter syndrome, right? Yeah. Like, uh, this is something's wrong. Like this is not who I am. You know that, right? Yeah, You guys know that. You get the line crew like (laughs) clearing you to close the canopy
1: and they're just like starting the engine and you're like, oh okay i'm yeah. still doing this <laughs> just waiting for somebody <laughs> to run out and be like <laughs> no, yeah, no, no no just just was kidding, all a joke like, a we not gonna let yeah, you do that you idiot. Idiot. <laughs> yeah. you're not taking this plane out <laughs>
3: Oh, that's awesome. I'm sorry, I think we cut you off, so. No, it's fine. Yeah. So now I'm in the world's greatest Coast Guard. Uh, yeah. Super stoked about that. So I went to flight school and then uh, got stationed in Traverse City, which I had no idea anything about Michigan. I thought it was like all Detroit and I was terrified to go there. And then I show up in like this beautiful beach town uh, that loves the Coast Guard. And yeah. it was just like three years of rad. And that's where I met Nate. He was my CO in, in Traverse City. Um, and we had some awesome flying together. He was like the best instructor pilot there as the CO, which was rare. Um, and uh, we did, did a lot of cool stuff there. And then uh, short toured out of Traverse City to go to Kodiak, um, just on the off chance that maybe I'd meet him again. And, uh, and it worked out. Um, nice. So did Kodiak up there. Um, and then uh, now I just got to ATC in January. So that's
1: pretty fantastic.
3: Yeah. and, yeah.
2: I, and I'd say uh, certainly a bunch of flight time, helps Chris, but uh of all the pilots that I've come across in my in my career, you know, and I've seen seen a lot of people come out of flight school and I've seen a lot of people come out on their second tour, raw talent, you know, at the upper, you know, ends of the band there. And uh definitely a passion for flying. So um uh, Chris, you know, no surprise that uh he was able to excel their Traverse City Uh, Did some really amazing things in Kodiak and then uh, super pumped for him to, you know, kind of get his dream shot there and uh, come down to Mobile, you know, with the, uh, the rest of the, you know, cradle of uh, Coast Guard Aviation uh, training the next generation. That's awesome.
3: My favorite part of college, like, because part of the college thing was you got through your CFI, double I, MEI, all that. And like- Teaching you like the freshmen how to fly and doing all that stuff was so much fun. Oh, that's um, wild. And sending them off on their solos. That's was, like, cool. Ter- absolutely terrifying. Yeah, especially because I almost get, we had a whole other podcast about how I got almost got flight violated on my first solo. <laughs> but uh, you know, so sending all that stuff was awesome. So could you tell? I knew it? That could I you give us the
0: ESPN version? Because I, I probably worthwhile misunderstood <laughs> what a
3: low approach meant. Okay, a low approach clearance does not mean. <laughs> buzz the farmer's fence line at the end of runway two zero at Walla Walla airport, it means get really low and don't touch down on the runway. Uh and it sounded I, like you got really low. Yeah, I, it I sounds like, I didn't, I didn't it sounds like you did it. after low approach. the after I landed the maintainers pulled some like corn out of the <laughs> wheels, like the wheel fairings they of my said low. <laughs> And I was Tower called me on the radio. I was like, Sesta eight three six oh seven, you were supposed to do a low approach only, you know, like Get off yeah. the runway and call. Oh, tower so you did land. Oh, you landed. Oh, I landed. Oh, okay. oh, I, landed. I thought
0: you just buzzed the corn tops. I did that and then I landed. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I just not put the it the appropriate together. time. Yeah, to yeah, land. yeah, yeah, They meant like low
3: approaches. So, yeah. low approach. If so you, low you approach didn't, didn't landing, land, you'd be good. Oh, if I hadn't oh, landed oh. and yeah. I just like buzzed this guy's gotcha. field and like took the head off of his scarecrow, yeah. I would have been fine. Yeah. I'm trying to do all that and then I landed. That's awesome. And then that was like I was supposed to do like ten landings on my solo, and she called me after three and was like, "Call the tower, you're done." I was like, oh, <laughs> well, that was my aviation career. All thirteen hours, yeah. I'm, I'm done now. I ain't got it. That so was it also, almost ended
1: before it even started. Yeah. I shouldn't even be here, really.
3: No, you are though. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. But that's why I knew I wanted to come to ATC. Was okay. that flight instructing?
1: Would you would you do the would you hold the radio the ground on the on the ground and talk to the student, or were you were you no completely we didn't hands have off? like
3: the fancy yeah.
1: You know, yeah. God I remember, I, I remember for one IFS, I, I was up and in the downwind, my instructor, I hear him on the radio he goes, Hey, you're doing good. I was like, now's not the time. <laughs> I am so focused on what I have to do. You, I don't want to hear you. Yeah. He's like, you're <laughs> doing great. You're not here with me. Get out of my head. <laughs> Thanks, Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Dude, I had to crack your beer because I think Chris has already done. Yeah, with his urban, I know. And that was like a three, maybe four finger yeah. four. Yeah, that so. is. <laughs>
1: We're a, only eighteen minutes. I know. Out.
0: That's why he has it's so much okay. more more flight time than us too. He knows. Yeah, he knows. Yeah. yeah he's well, experienced. I'm gonna I'm gonna get the mic close to this one. Okay. All right. You ready? Yeah. yeah so I'm still drinking the uh, Ale Smith uh, San Diego Hazy. It's delicious. Chris, would you like uh, another beer? I think we've got a Green Flash. We also or, have a uh, 805. Yeah. Whatever what you is want. that? It's is an 805 water. Uh, no, well, so
1: it is in. I am carrying around a box of the Liquid Death sparkling water, but there is
0: beer inside of it.
3: Oh, I'm all about
1: yeah,
0: that. Yeah, there's there, yeah. there's alcohol. I thought it was water, and that was like, no, no, no. very clever packaging for beer." No, it, it is water. I do also like have a Topo water. Chico water. If uh, anyone would like some yeah. water, that's not Kenny that, approved, though. No. Yeah. No, it's good. I'd take one of
1: those. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I got the I got the 805 here. It doesn't say like actually. Let's see. Born in the California Central Coast. That's rad. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't say what kind of beer. It's like a light beer. It's tasty.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's you can crush these. These aren't
1: yeah. Kenny approved.
0: I yeah, um, do not recommend. Yeah. I know. Yeah. just 4.5%. You might as well be drinking this Topo Chico water. <laughs> 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 Once again, thanks guys for coming on. Um, kind of just walk us through what was happening that day, where you guys were, and we'll just kind of walk, walk through it. Can you tell me? Them- that it was after the biggest storm in Alaska, like the last oh, 59 years of Alaskan history.
2: Yeah. Um, so out of Kodiak, we seasonally will send a couple of helicopters up to the Arctic for search and rescue and a whole bunch of other stuff that pops up, you know, anything that you do, you know, below the Arctic circle in the summertime, you start doing it above the Arctic circle. So, um, We'd been staging over the years out at different uh, locations and, uh, currently, or at the time it was Kotzebue out of a national guard hangar there. And so we had two sixties up there for about four months and do the kind of typical two week rotations. Um, There had uh, been a typhoon, um, Murbach, I believe is what it was called. And um, it was kind of the remnants of it were moving up into the Bering Sea, if I remember right. And they were saying that it was about the uh, biggest storm in the Bering Sea in 75 years. Holy cow. And so we had spent... A few days just trying to get ready for the storm at the facility. Because we, uh, at the Kotzebue Airport, our hangar is on pilings over the water. Good. And so the, uh, the, the storm <laughs> oh, yeah. surge uh, with the wind and the tides was going to probably uh, flood the road to the facility. And it ran the risk of flooding the hangar as well. Um, so we uh, had, had the the great pleasure to announce to the crew that we were going to be uh, bedding down in the hangar um, that night, <laughs> as we were expecting the uh, the flooding to happen, so we could be ready to launch in the event that there was a case. Of course, you know nobody really wanted to be doing that uh, in those winds and conditions, but we knew that that might be something that popped up. So everybody moved out to the hangar and we, we slept there in various offices and we did rounds and stuff to make sure that uh, nothing flooded. It Maybe it was the next day though that um, there was two crews and you would kind of alternate your primary SAR launch crew and secondary and then uh, swap every 24 hours. But everybody was on duty all the time. Mm-hmm. It was uh, B2 for everybody. And so, so did it, did it flood? Did uh, you guys have to like, it did flood. Hmm. Yeah. It washed it, out, washed over the road out okay. to the airport. So, so you guys just
0: like on cots or did you have a uh, bed? Yeah, so,
2: <laughs> yeah. So we had gone out <laughs> into the town and we'd worked with the city <laughs> and the uh, school folks and the public works and ended up uh, procuring some, you know, cots and sleeping bags and all kinds of other Stuff to take care of. We had water there, and, and so we ended up uh, dividing up into a couple of the different offices, and then some of the some of the guys slept in the helicopter. There <laughs> it's was like a make. little
0: typhoon party yeah, without alcohol. Guy, yeah. You yeah. add alcohol of, to that, and that's a blast. good time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the
2: guys was sleeping on the mule <laughs> oh, that's in awesome. a cot. It was the Wild West. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, so it ended up. Uh, it was probably good that we had uh, pre-staged there because there was pretty big rocks that had been. Washed over the road out to the airport, so we did not get launched that night, fortunately. But yeah. had we gotten launched and had we still been at our uh, hotel, then it would have been pretty dicey to get over to the hangar and uh, that was us and do it safely that night. Holy you cow! See the waters washing <laughs> yeah, over the road Chris, it's normally like four. Chris just so. handed me his phone and we got a video. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my gosh!
2: <laughs> yeah, it was. It was pretty. Uh, Holy cow! Pretty they, intense they, storm. They
3: forecast like seven to ten feet, and we ended up maybe getting five six yeah yeah of, of Gosh, flooding
2: so it, it it reached up and kind of licked the bottom side of the hangar yeah. on the okay. pilings above okay. the water um but it didn't come into the hangar fortunately that's so. the,
3: uh, the oh you, oh it that is that we had it that. is
2: on pilings in the ocean yeah no joke nate said that
1: yeah but yeah. like that is <laughs> yeah I he doesn't believe me after the Lee yeah.
3: Erickson thing he's like i'm not gonna yeah
1: i don't yeah. You guys <laughs> you guys. Yeah. 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 that is holy cow
2: yeah, well, not it, a lot of buildable land out it there. It
1: passed the uh, the structural test, though. It sounds yeah. like with this storm, so
2: <laughs> so maybe it was two days later that we were back on the primary crew, and we'd been doing a bunch of flying VIPs around, and flying uh, damage assessment flights, and uh, taking folks around, you know, to all these remote villages, and making sure that you know a number of them had damaged to their seawalls and their um. You know, their boat basins. They don't really have a lot of marinas there, but areas where they launch. Then maybe, yeah, a couple days later, I think we were probably the primary crew and uh, hanging out in the hotel. And I got a call from the ODO, um, or perhaps it was the uh, person that was the acting ops officer. So at the time, our acting ops officer was an 04. And you can imagine how happy the 04 acting ops officer is calling the skipper there, you know, to kind of do his job. And he just did a fantastic job. His name is Zach Vocek. And he really was kind of a linchpin to our risk management of the case for the next 24 hours. Um, But he called and uh, I think that we'd gotten alerted. There's a case that was popped up and then the text messages started to bounce between all of our, deployed air crews like who is this you guys is this us who's gonna take this case whatever and i think we've looked at the clock and everybody kind of settled on like this looks like one for you guys and so <laughs> yeah. i called chris and i said whoa i think this one's for us <laughs> and john
3: and ryan had flown i think 3.2 of storm over flight that morning so they were yeah They were in
2: the... They were done. They'd gone maybe out to the Diomedes or maybe down to Nome, but um, it was time to, um, yeah, just start looking at the weather. And uh, the report, if I remember right, correct me if I'm wrong, but the initial report was uh, potential heart attack symptoms or symptoms that the flight surgeon thought could be related to heart attack for a uh, member of a hunting party that was about 100 miles north of Kotzebue. Um, obviously these flight surgeons, they operate on limited information. They're doing text messaging via their, you know, in reach, uh, the hunters Whatever. the hunters were yeah they're they're trying to send information through their established contact, yeah. which is maybe a spouse or a friend yeah. Yeah, who then wives. calls the it's RCC a, oh. or calls somebody else who then calls a the flight surgeon yeah. and they kind of the telephone game a telephone you know, the, game, the flight right?
0: surgeon is obviously worried about you know kind of the CYA for them yeah, you know, and so you can see how it could easily ramp up. is this um yeah. is this a normal call that you guys would oh get? yeah, like, absolutely hey, Inland hiker injured oh, yeah. okay,
2: yeah. A hundred percent. This is what you do in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. yeah. You're stationed in Astoria, Port Angeles. You just had Dan Leary. You know, he talked about one of these things up on Hurricane Ridge. Yeah. The uh, uh, Sitka, Kodiak, this is, this is the world that you live in. So okay. uh, the word was potential heart attack. Doc recommends getting him to higher level of care in four to six hours or something. It was, it was one of those, like, you're not going to do it tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, it was night at this point. So how far were you guys away from that? The reported location was a hundred miles okay. and the comms were indicating, and I don't know how they got this, but they were indicating that they were in a cloud or they were in fog That's or they're right. in hmm. zero zero weather is what we understood uh. initially. And it was kind of a, You know, again, part of the telephone game, you don't really know, you know, like that Forrest Gump line, right? So like a box of chocolates, you really don't know what you're going to get. And that's true with every case. And that's the beauty of being a Coast Guard aviator. It'd be a great
1: patch, by the way.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But you got to assume the worst, right? You got to assume the worst. If they say that they're in bad Weather, Or maybe they said, oh, we were in a 100 foot of visibility or something, then you got to assume that that's what the deal is. And sure. given, you know, I kind of looked out the window, we looked at the local uh, weather, they were calling maybe a 1500 foot overcast. And that would jive with this person probably being up at, you know, maybe 2500 to 3000 feet in MSL. And we're seeing clouds at about fifteen hundred feet. Yeah, like yeah. it's just kind of a.
0: At least it. they gave you like, oh yeah, weather sucks,
2: instead of like, oh no, looks great. Yeah, no. come on out. Come on, out. <laughs> hey, we're yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, well, I tell you, I, I mean, we were in Sitka, and when I was in Sitka, we had a case like that too, and the it was like, hey, weather's great. Well, sure as shit it was. (laughs) The problem was they were above the clouds. And so when the 60 went out to go get them, they were below the clouds (laughs) and then they had to go up through the clouds. Do the the
1: reverse catch or the reverse patch up (laughs) above the layer. uh,
2: You know, never trust anything. Um, So uh, about 100 miles, we figured that it was probably going to be shitty and it was going to take some uh, work on our part to be successful. So I called Chris and we just started like plugging away. And it was kind of like, you come up with the plan. I come up with a plan. Zach Vocek, you come up with a plan. He's taking ops calls. So for Rockstar back at home plate, taking ops calls and we'll compare the notes. And so that's kind of what we ended up doing. I did immediately haven't had experience in things like this. I immediately got the district on the task of, Giving an ETA, a potential ETA, Mm -hmm. so that they would know that somebody is at least attempting. And I told them, make sure that they energize any lights that they have. Okay, because knowing that what we were potentially going to be looking at was going to be something up in the clouds, it was going to help to have them energize lanterns and headlamps and anything else that they got so that we could try to... Home in on their position. I think when 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 I talk to
1: like, you know, folks who are like, Oh yeah, what what can I do? You know, if the Coast Guard, if I get in trouble and I'm they're out looking for me at night, what can I do? Should I have like an ePERB, ELT? I'm like, yeah, that's all well and good. Just have lights. We will see you. Like if the weather's crap or you're offshore and you get lost, we will see you. Just have lights. <laughs> yeah. And that, that helps.
2: That yeah, absolutely. Although every time that you come up with a saying there's a story where it doesn't work out so well. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm going into a place where lights were good initially and then turned really bad on short final. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so it's a blessing and a curse, yeah. but
0: so just real quick, um, yeah. a pretty cool approach to be like, all right, everyone kind of come up with a plan. We're going to overlay them and kind of see where it was like, uh, how were you guys? Were you, everyone pretty aligned of, hey, this is what we're doing? Or were there any outliers that you had to...
2: Well, so what we did is Chris and I talked first and we said, all right, mm-hmm. let's get the flight mechanic and the swimmer rolling. We got to pre-flight the plane. We got to pull it out. We got to do all that other stuff. And then we talked about uh, bringing an additional medical trained personnel. So we brought the fire chief there from the oh, city of nice. Concevue. Her name was Chloe. Chloe. Was and- that, is that
1: a typical thing that you guys did up there?
2: No, I wouldn't say typical up there, but again, with my experiences, there's just things like, you know, that you've found worked out. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's times when I'll, um, I remember doing a case out of Astoria where it seemed like a good idea to maybe swing by and grab some like SAR guys somewhere and we coordinated to have them pull off of like to page out some dudes. Yeah. Have them drive out a highway and find a big open area. And we met them there and we hoisted them up into a helicopter and we used them as part of our search effort. So like there's that that's what yeah. I mean, again, that's Coast Guard aviation. That's what you're doing. Absolutely. And as you're operating in these areas, you're filling your toolbox of all these yeah. little things yep. that you're like, Oh yeah, no, I did this once and it worked out really good. So that was kind of the thought yeah. there was like, Hey, um, if this guy's really having a heart attack yeah. and we've got somebody who's local here yeah. and they're willing to go fly with yeah. two chuckleheads like us, then why not? So, <laughs> then, so I like, didn't know what they were getting into it. The the yeah. Right. And then higher <laughs> level of qualif-
1: like they're probably paramedics too. Yeah, she yeah. was a paramedic That's and awesome. actually,
2: uh, once we met her, we ended up finding out that she was, uh, she was a Navy veteran and had been a medic in the Navy and had just a ton of expertise and stuff. And pumped to go fly probably. um, Yeah. So we uh, got everybody rolling towards the hangar. Um, And then what I like to do is hand out tasks and then we're going to revisit this in 15 minutes or whatever, like give people breathing room rather than nickel and diming them with a bunch of calls. And we said, all right, we'll talk at the hangar. So we got to the hangar, we looked at it and we both kind of looked at each other and said, yeah, this looks like it's gonna suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. You know, of course we didn't say that in front of the in front of the flight mac and swimmer. Uh, but we kind of looked at each other going, Oh, well, I don't know. This doesn't look good because there's mountains higher than where we're going between us and that location. That's we think we flag. have an idea, but I mean, you can't get from here to there without going into the clouds and Going through mountains, so uh, we kind of sat there and compared notes and had come up with something similar, right? I mean,
3: as far as routes,
2: yeah. I mean, we kind of looked at and we said, well, we could approach it, you know, from the left, probably not from the right. We could go up and over, let down to lower train on the north, and then come in backwards. But we didn't worry about gas; gas was good. Yeah, Uh, we worried about icing certainly because there was icing in the area. And okay. uh, it turns out when we did get on scene, it was snowing pretty hard and we did build ice on the way out. So that was certainly something that we were thinking about. Stay low, stay visual as long as we can before we pop into clouds and start doing crazy pilot stuff. So how was the
0: weather at the airport? At Cots, Beautiful. was it Okay, yeah, so at least pretty you're pretty like, okay, we can, we can take off. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 1,500
2: foot overcast yeah. with miles of
0: his. Chris, like what was going through your head? Yeah. At this point, kind of going over the, the game plan. Um, I was, I was pretty excited. I was ready to go. Um,
3: I, we ended up like sitting in the aircraft. We, you know, we did the brief with everybody and uh, we ended up sitting in the aircraft and everybody's in the aircraft ready to go. I'm strapped into the right seat and, uh, captain, uh, at the time ends up just like Talking on the phone for what felt to me like forty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd never been more pumped. I'm like, all right, here I came to do SAR. Like, I'm gonna I mean, last. Gonna one are we gonna sit <laughs> around talking about it for like? Yeah, I think he's yeah. reading him an entire cookbook. Yeah, like, he's <laughs> giving him everything. So, uh, I just remember very clearly being like, "What am I? What am I missing?" That yeah. Nate's talking to you know AOPS for like what felt like an eternity to me because <laughs> um, I was just ready to go. Like, to me. There's only so much planning you can do until you, like, who's it that said, like, uh, the first plan never survives contact or I think it was maybe like Mike yeah. Tyson. That's like, everybody's got a good plan until you get punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> like that's kind of sorry. You're it's like, like, you're like
1: you punch me in the face. <laughs> let's yeah,
3: let's go, go get punched in the face already yeah. and
2: find out what we're dealing yeah. with. I was awesome. a little less uh, excited <laughs> yes. to go yeah. in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I got to admit. I, yeah. So uh, that's four h H60 hours. Again. Yeah. Like kudos to our A ops at the time. He's on 05 now, but uh Zach was like, I didn't, Call him back. Um, and basically I got word through the maintenance crew. He had called and he's like, like the cabin's not taking off till he calls me. You know, oh. I mean, this is what we do, Coast Guard Aviation, you know, we're yeah. professional risk managers. I would say I would put professional risk managers above pilots. Okay. If you're a professional as a risk manager, whether you're the O six or you are the O two, then you follow your process yeah. and um you know, if you're the 04A ops and you're taking calls on a shitty night where the 06 is going to go do something, then you, <laughs> you do your job. And that's yeah. what he did. He said, you're not taking off till you call me. And he sent me a couple texts kind of the same. And so we got, and I was kind of, we had a plan. We knew where we were going, but I, I called him. I good, pulled, good for him. I, I pulled you know, it Like out That's
0: not always, it's easier yeah. said than done yeah, it really is, right? Um, and if nothing else, it made you guys stop and th- and yeah. Think, yeah. Right. It wasn't just like, well, it Oh, made him going. stop and think like
2: yeah. <laughs> what the crap's happening <laughs> the out there. Cause he's got his helmet on <laughs> in the helicopter. But I, I, we, Zach and I went through it and we looked at it we go, I said, I said, Hey, this is what I think. And he said, okay. Cause he had planned it out too. And he's like, Hey, I think you go up here and you do this and you make this turn and then you're going to hit the Ipwick river and you're going to do this. And he's like, but then it's going to get bad. <laughs> and I said, yeah, that's kind of what I keep coming back to. It's going to get bad at this point. And he said, yeah, I think like, what are you going to do? So he asked me, he said, what are you going to do? Yeah. I said, well, I'm, I'm probably going to end up, I'm probably going to end up having to hover up the side of the mountain in the cloud. And, um, uh, that's probably what we're going to end up doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, What we'll do is we've got a couple places along the way where we can set some decision gates and decide whether we're going to go or not go. We can turn around. We can bug out to the west. We can drop down over lower terrain. Mm -hmm. um, And we can give up at any point in time. You know, uh, survival school instructor of mine from Sitka back in the day, Doug Jensen, when in doubt, chicken out. You know, if we don't think we're going to survive this thing, then chicken out. And try something else, or try another day. So uh, Zach and I talked about it, and we pretty much agreed on how was probably the the least risk version of doing this case. Yeah. And I'll say, at the end of the day, we got back, you know, after the case, and I called him, and you know. Before, he said, you, before you get into that. um Well, I'll say, he, he said, how was it? And I said, you know what we talked about? He goes, <laughs> yeah. So said, it was a little bit worse. Yeah. He goes, <laughs> no. We got punched in the face
0: so nope. hard. Then oh. I uh,
2: eventually got off the phone with him, climbed in. I apologized. And uh we started running checklists. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um Is getting into a cloud and then... Um, basically climbing up a mountain in a hover. Is that normal for you guys? Is that something that you talk about and that you train and you're like, okay, this is, this is not a normal thing, but this is not completely, you know, um, unprecedented that we're going to go do this. And this is our, probably our plan.
2: Well, I mean, we're helicopter pilots, we yeah. hover <clears throat> with visual references. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I only ask because like time. You, know, uh,
0: you, you talk to someone in Traverse and like their definition of icing is way different than someone who's stationed in Miami or Clearwater. Like, yes, yeah. <laughs> so what's your definition of icing? You know, um, and so for yeah, someone that's in Savannah, yeah, like it's yeah. cold out. Don't go in the clouds. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's you know forty degrees. It, like, might, be it might be icing, and you're yeah. like, no, it's icing when you see large chunks of ice accumulating on your helicopter. Yeah. Then you know you're you're in icing. Um, uh, but at the same time, you're like, yeah, someone that's like, you know, in Miami's like, Oh, lightning. Yeah. We, we could probably get through this one. Yeah. No, no problem. Yeah. You know,
2: now, um, I, I've run a lot of ORM checklists and I'd say we probably evaluated this one as high risk. Yeah. I mean, there was parts of it that were low risk. Yeah. I mean, take off from the airport in 1500 foot ceilings and 10 miles of is that's pretty low risk. There was a lot of unknowns too. I mean, like there's not good weather reporting. There wasn't like a, a bunch of you know, uh, METARs and PIREPs along the Ipwick River. So, you just what's the what's the radar? You just never
1: know what's the radar coverage like. Could you guys get no. radar features? No. No, 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 yeah,
2: no. no, there's no, there's no, there's no nothing of use. Yeah, what I would say. Yeah. It's your understanding of what a uh, surface analysis chart is, what your experience is in the operating area, and um. Yeah, your evaluation of unseen conditions. I mean, like that's pretty much the only thing of value yeah. during the day. You might be able to get some help out of the weather cameras. Okay, yeah, you can tell whether or not it's like a big flat homogeneous cloud base, or if it's broken and puffy yeah. and here but not there. Yeah.
0: All right, so you guys, you guys take off from from Cots. You are heading out. Like, what? Well, where was like your first like decision gate of like? All right, here we are. Like. If we can't see, we're going to turn around um, and start walking through those decision gates that I'm assuming you guys kind of set for yourselves. Chris?
3: Uh, Fantastic. (laughs) I I was just showing Max um, off the screen because there's no screen, but uh, I was showing him like our rough flight path here. And so our first kind of, like when we took off out of uh, COTS, uh, the direct line to the site, there's a couple of mountain ranges that we have to cross to get up to that site. Okay. So our first... Uh, test, I guess, if you will, was the, there's a mountain range like right across the sound here Mm -hmm. that we took off and we sort of proceeded direct to the site. Um, or as, as direct of a fashion as we could, we thought we could, you know, planning around some valleys and things. And, uh, we decided to just see if we could get over this first mountain range without, you know, being obscured by the clouds. And that would give us a good idea of the cloud deck. So that was the first thing we did. And we, we probably cleared, um, the underside of those clouds at that, that that very first ridge on the other side of the the bay there by 500 feet or so
1: okay you know, so was a comfortable what, what time altitude. was it what was the time like of takeoff approximately it's 10 okay pm ish okay so we landed after
3: midnight okay, okay. Yeah, on a I mean, gotcha 3.5 right.
2: yeah that was pretty straightforward um that was just standard you know mountain flying there that is when everything got harder. Yeah. Because we crossed over there and yeah, we immediately kind of like bolted up to see how high we could go with the clouds. And then, uh, that got us through that first saddle and range. And then we started encountering uh, showery, uh, precipitation areas where we were then having to kind of divert around to try to still maintain some visuals. Uh, the 60 radars, it's fantastic for all kinds of things. One of the things that I've used it for over the years is you tilt it up a little bit and you can kind of still get terrain mapping over land. Oh, cool, nice. Um, you know, kind of just tilt it up so that you're not painting the valley floor. And you can kind of identify areas of higher terrain okay. and use that to help kind of uh, work your flight plans You know, in concert with your other tools, the maps, and stuff like that. Were you guys hitting
1: this weather earlier than expected?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So we definitely started to get into conditions where we were losing visual with the terrain sooner than expected. And we were relying more and more on, um, on the radar, our, uh, terrain banding features on the map. But again, that's not something that you want to put all of your faith in because the, if the DTED data, the terrain data is a little bit off. Yeah. I mean that's that's been known to happen, and we ran into those problems early with DTED and the fielding of the 60T. Yeah. So uh, you want to be making sure that you're synthesizing your radar picture with your maps yeah. and your actual position and stuff like that. So you. you so yeah,
3: we, we started to. I think that's a it's a really really smart way to say we went inadvertent twice. <laughs> <when> we weren't <laughs> expecting. I mean, bre- briefly. Yeah. Yeah. Into the, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We okay. into the clouds yeah yeah we went in the clouds yeah we were well that we were was on, on goggles and
2: we're that was twice to with my architect. eyes open yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah all the ones after that had my eyes closed <laughs> no <laughs>
0: no we like, uh, hey, we're in the clouds
2: i i don't know yeah, yeah. Uh, per, it. Uh, uh, per per it was right. it, yeah. it got really thick quick we uh the goal at this point in my mind was Get to a point where we can see the river below us, the river that we care about. There's other rivers up there, but we, there was one we were specifically looking for. We want to get to that river, see it, and then descend over it. Descend down to it and then follow it. That's the goal. We were getting from point A to B when our destination is C, though. I mean, we were really trying to like get through this initial couple uh, mountain ranges to get to the river that we were then going to follow to the climb up the hill in the cloud. Like, that was the, the different yeah. phases of this.
0: How's the environment in the cockpit right now? Like, you're kind of, it sounds like in and out of the clouds. Hey, you're, we're trying to find this. Is the crew be like, hey, what are we doing? What's going on? Were you guys talking? Was it pretty quiet? There was a lot of discussion between Nate and
3: I. So we had, um, do you guys have terrain banding in the 65? Do you know? If we do. That? Yeah. yeah. So we had terrain banding up,
0: um, which we talked about. Which we just got in later. the Echo, which yeah, is, I mean. Yeah. I mean, like I'm thinking of this case and you're like, man, what a great, like, yeah, I'm not going to primarily navigate off of it, but man, what an incredible essay builder of like where we are and then looking, being able to look at the iPad and be like, yeah, here's, here's where we're at. And I know at least that, yeah, I'm not going to smack into a 10,000 foot mountain. Yeah. I think Nate
3: had synthetic vision up on his
0: iPad. Is that correct?
2: No, no. I, I, that was a, um, (laughs) we got about halfway through the case and I said, I should have had synthetic vision up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I did say that, but uh, I'll tell you, as we progress in the case, and I I don't want this to take three or four more hours, but I'll tell you, as we progressed in the case, we became, uh, we got to a point where we were fully saturated and to add in anything was impossible. Um, it would have been impossible and we, uh, to stop the thing that we were doing at that moment to add in one more yeah. tool. So yeah. like, that's something that is, uh, that escapes people who, and escapes us in the Monday morning quarterback version of this case is, Hey, why don't we just add, why, why didn't we look at it? Synthetic vision? Well, there was a point where, I mean, I, I seem to recall a point at which looking over at Chris, you know, and there was no like taking his eyes off of, yeah the outside yes. and for me there was no taking my eyes off of the terrain directly in front of me that i was painting with my searchlight or whatever there was yeah. no like hey yeah yeah why don't we do this yeah this is a great new strategy no yeah. we're I, committed. I don't have the bandwidth we're to are which strategy. button to hit
3: right yeah. now that, yeah. I, i've you know, been there seven for sure like the seven uh for, for me it's, for me it's less but yeah, been, yeah it's like we hit our seven yeah quick yeah yeah So we ended
2: up going up and uh, picking our way through various inadvertent IMC episodes and terrain and using the tools that we had to get us to a point where we were hoping to be able to see a river and sure as shit we did there it is (laughs) gosh it feels good to see that river that you were looking for. that was so exciting and then (laughs) i said brought it to the hover i said oh my gosh i see the river i'm coming down and he goes shouldn't you be turning right (laughs) (laughs) and i started a corkscrew descent to the left for about 720 degrees as he was like what the crap is happening (laughs) because we really make a right we didn't want to go to the right but i couldn't see anything to the right because he was sitting over there ah (laughs) <laughs> what were you doing,
1: man? Could you move out of the way? Was, my fat head was just <laughs> in the That's way. Ridiculous. So, yeah, bad navigator, really. Yeah. Gosh. And then at this point, you're halfway, three-quarters of the way.
3: Oh. So we he pulls into the hover. So we just had like three introvert IMCs. We had one where the altitude alert went off, and we weren't expecting it. Oh, like gosh. Climb back up into the clouds. Wow. And I didn't was, mention that part. That was is, only kind, yeah, of, I kind again, of expected I'm gonna it. I'm going to tell it like it is. He's going to... We need the, the Chris words. translation here. Yeah. yeah. So we went in for a, a few times, and then the last one was the most emotionally significant for me because we we had our terrain banding set for 200, and we didn't think about maybe changing that uh, difference. So we hit something that was like 100 and, I don't know, something feet from our helicopter, and it gave us the altitude, altitude, and we went, oh, shit. And, you oh, know, like pulled oh. power and climbed up into the clouds because th- th- nothing was showing on yeah. banding. Yeah. Uh, well, we were in the clouds. And we were <laughs> basically time, in, further <laughs> in the clouds. But anyways.
2: I... I will say I, we knew which way to go. Yeah, we did. So uh, we were, I and this was my fault, um, I was taking some rising terrain a little bit closer on the left-hand side of the aircraft than I should have. And in retrospect, I would have been better off to use the caution banding. So all you Echo and Tango pilots yeah. out there, I was using the HAT uh, red banding exclusively at the time. Cause mm-hmm. I had just, I had been conditioned to be using HAT all the time with the way that we fly. We're always getting within 200. It seems like at some point, and it's just annoying. So, and it washes out the map. So I did not have caution banding up. Had I had caution banding up, I would have realized that the terrain was rising much oh, quicker okay. than I expected. So we were clear where we were at, yeah. at the hundred foot level. Like it was not red where we were going right. and the radar was jiving with the shape of the, gotcha. the mountain there. And as we were going up, we knew we wanted to be to the left side because we were going to have to go around another turn. And I took it a little too close. I saw some trees go through the chin bubble about 150 feet below us. And that's when we got a, a altitude altitude call for um, the 200 rad out even though my 200 caution banding wasn't on. So if yeah. that makes sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. all y'all out there, like that was a piece of technology
0: through the old bungalow. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I felt
2: confident that we weren't going to hit. Um, he was confident. It was out of his chin bubble though. Yeah. So I'm over there like I mean, reading my map. It was, it was, <laughs> it was a, uh, I, I wasn't using the automation all the way to the best, you know, extent. I, yeah. if I would have, Put on that caution banding. I would have seen it. Oh, I would have adjusted the route a little bit more to the right because it was just sharply rising. Yeah. So, like, could you see just a little bit of terrain? No. Okay. No. All, all I saw was as we got the call for the altitude was some trees in the chin bubble. Again, a hundred and fifty plus feet below us. Yeah. But uh, it was not pleasant. But I knew. <laughs> that a slight jog to the right was going to correct it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. So this know. is
3: like, I don't know, 45 minutes in. Yeah. It's a hundred miles away. So yeah. normal flight that we should be almost there already. Yeah. So maybe brings it into a hover yeah. over the Ipilic river. Um We circled down and like take, cause it was right after that where I completely inhaled the sea cushion. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Um, I was convinced we were dead at that point. So he brings Uh it into the hover expertly with the left turns. And, uh, he's like, all right, sweet. How, how far, how close are we? Like, you know, like we should be right there. And I look, you're way wrong. You're way way off. You're You're off altitude, altitude (laughs) miles. (laughs) 40 uh, miles away. Chris remembers it that way. Yeah. We were, because we had to like, you can see here, like the candy cane shape that we had to take to get up there. So we had to go way Northwest of the, point, uh, and it had already been a very stressful, like, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes. we're at maybe- Are we, there yet? Are we there yet? Exactly. Are we there yet? We're mm-hmm. maybe
2: miles. at a <laughs> somewhere between 50 to 100 foot uh, transit up the river. Um, and it's pretty tight. Yeah. Like, it's tight walls on the sides and lots of meandering. And so the way that it was going down was I was able to see pretty much- kind of right in front field of view. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, working the searchlights, controllable searchlights and floodlights and doing whatever we could. And then uh, I could see the left turns pretty good on the mm-hmm. left-hand side of the aircraft. You know, I could see that I was clear to turn. But as, you know, it, periodically we would go through clouds as we were, so it was kind of like, oh, sure. a puffy cloud, hopefully it'll end. And then in the mean meanwhile, hopefully the terrain would rise yeah. Between the meanders of the river. And then if there was a right turn, then we were just imagine you're watching the rally car uh series where you've got the guy on the right who's like right turn three seconds now. Yeah. Left turn yeah. three seconds down. Yeah. Uh that was the f- that's how it was working between us and Holy it cow. sounds exceptionally hazardous that's but how he likes to imagine Sounds like it. hunt for red october when they're like <laughs> going through the yeah, canyons that's know? exactly <laughs> what i'm picturing so that's <laughs> how of you know and and as i would i would we would get to a point where the, the river would meander off to the right i would say can i turn right and then chris would say yes and i would turn right and i'd bank it up 20 degrees and we'd can we get a uh, translation? Chris looks Again, like I Again, in, in his mind,
3: I am this fully competent copilot <laughs> that's sitting over there like, yeah, you got it. Yeah. I have already calculated the degree of this term. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you will make, make right it. You will turn right at 27.2 degrees angle yeah. of bank uh, with standard rate for Give me a half standard rate turn. Yeah, exactly. In 3, 2, one. seconds. hat clock. Go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, clear turn, turn. Right. I'm like, uh, surely, <laughs> sure, probably. sure. Yes, sir. Whatever yeah.
0: you want to do, no. Just get me out of here. So I know you guys have like unlimited power, but how are the winds? Were you guys worried about downdrafts? You're no. kind of okay. Nope. No, we had, well, no, no wind concerns. 20, twenty knot tailwind. Yeah, going up the river it was rally. Oh, so amazing. the
2: tailwind was creating odd flight dynamics mm-hmm. uh, because we were mostly in some version of an air taxi with yeah. a twenty knot tailwind. So that was odd, but. Because when it comes to to power, um, not really an issue for us. Yeah, and I'm just trying to
0: you know imagine myself in your shoes of like, okay, Harry, Harry, okay, great, here's the river. Okay, who we could take a little bit of a breath in that, like, okay, worst case scenario, we could like come into a hover and watch this. Well, we talked about
2: we talked about the escape plan all along the way. The escape plan. Yeah. It at at one point the escape plan became hover. Yeah, okay. And then talk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was the escape plan. And it was probably yeah. hover, talk, find somewhere to land, talk more, then do something. Yeah. Like yeah. that was probably the plan at that point. But no, I mean, power-wise, 60s great. So, on that. Um, Fuel-wise, we weren't too concerned. It was mainly yeah. just, it was flying odd with a tailwind. Yeah. Uncomfortable, we- up a river valley at night in the cloud, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So valley, then, uh, so like um, that's your standard RT three, right? So yeah. now yeah. at the this, at, over this the ground,
2: <laughs> at this point, uh, yeah, maybe maybe fifty feet between fifty knots, and at times I could dash a little bit. So this is the point, okay? So after we've gotten into this and we're doing this like hover taxi thing up the river with lots of turns and stuff, this is the point where I. Said Chris, how much further? Okay, it wasn't right when we got down. <laughs> and he's like, the we're there. <laughs> no, this yeah, is the point where I said, how much further? Because I was, I was reaching um, some pretty significant fatigue in terms yeah. of like mental yes. like capacity. So you, okay, you, and like, I said, Chris, how much further? And he goes. Forty miles, <laughs> like I even and just the I, way then, you said it right now, I could hear like a little yeah. like defeat yeah. in your voice. Like, hey, and then I and then I can't do this forever. He paused for two seconds and then he said, "Straight line, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah.
3: oh, no. forty miles no. direct to the point, and yeah, not following the
2: river." Yeah, yeah so around. I was, uh, I was, I was a little defeated. Yeah, you know, and there was a, a number of points at which I, I didn't think we were. I wouldn't have continued if I thought we were continuing, like heading to a smoking hole. We were, but you were at the point where you're like, you know, you're doing something very hard, yeah, and you're not sure how long you can sustain it, but you know that it's not indefinite, yeah. yeah. So that I don't, I don't want to sound reckless. I'm not a all. reckless pilot. I'm no. a conservative pilot, but I would say I was acutely aware of the fact that. I probably needed to speed up a little bit if I could safely do so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's when we kind of like, I tried to pick up the pace a little, took some shortcuts across some rising terrain in areas where I thought that I could pull it off uh, safely. And and then we kind of just continued and we reevaluated what our uh, exit strategy, which was uh, various versions of like, you will take the controls and pull us into a hover or i will yeah. pull us into a hover depending yeah. on whether yeah. or not i can see anything or you can see anything that's something that you you got to be briefing in your uh plan through the mountains is like you got to tell me if you yeah. lose if you lose all if you lose all sight of visual references in the right side of the helicopter i need to know yeah, that you lose your redundant system at yeah, that point because yeah. Because if you say like, "Hey, I just lost all visuals," then I know now that I don't have the option of being like, "Hey, your controls." Hey, here you go. (laughs) And there's a good chance that I'm about to lose. Yeah. 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 So that's important to see our moon. That's what we were doing, and uh, as we were heading up there, that's awesome. Yeah, Chris,
0: you've been you're pretty quiet over there. Like, were you just like? Nate, dude, you got to speed this thing up, man. Yeah. My bedtime is one a.m. and we're not on. Yeah. Time. Why aren't we, we going 1, straight line? Calm, I'd, cool, and collected. Why
1: aren't we whole going time. straight line distance? Yeah. It's only forty miles. <laughs> why don't we just yeah. file IFR? Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, you,
1: oh, you guys weren't up with center <laughs> <or> approach <laughs> Seven, uh,
0: approach into. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, like what? Uh, no, where, I was. You, I mean,
3: I was pretty task saturated. Just okay. um working we were trying to figure out what the best lighting configuration was um when you're in visible moisture on the white phosphor it's a little bit more yes I don't know if you guys have experienced that but visible moisture is tougher on the white phosphor yes. goggles than the greens for me personally so we were trying to find the best way in the cockpit to manage the lighting configuration and that involved a variety of working with the flight mech um uh using the tracker beam we ended up like deciding the amber lens on the track beam it was a little bit less you know, distracting. So, so I was doing some of that stuff. And then I just had my iPad up with the river route. And yeah. I was basically just trying to figure out which direction mm. we were gonna be turning and then how much further we had to go. Um, and so Nate flew for another forever, four <laughs> or five years, I think. And then- <laughs> <laughs> uh, And then you're still only 40 <laughs> miles away. Yeah, you know, it was about 20 <laughs> like, more miles. How much
0: further? 38.5. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Give it to me in percentage.
3: So we flew to, we followed the river as far as we could and basically got pretty close to that, the point that they had given us. And I'm, you know, scanning around and we're looking out ahead of where we're at. And I'm like, I feel like we're, we're a couple miles away. We should be getting
2: pretty close here. And it occurs to me to look up uh, well, through yeah. the rotor system. We, we. I think we said something like, well, what's our MSL? You know, look, what's the altitude altimeter say. And, you know, at that point it was like 1500 feet. So we've climbed up this river and we are now at a grand total of like 1500 feet MSL. And we knew from the map study earlier that they were probably at 25 to 3000. Oh. And it was kind of like, how the F are we only two miles away from them? And they're a thousand feet above us. So you, yeah, you look up and... (laughs) You yeah. see, so I'm just
3: there, like looking straight ahead, like a like a normal pilot, like looks at things. Idiot! And Why and didn't then, you look up? Yeah, and then I did, and so oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I look, I look like 45 degrees up from where we are, and I'm yeah. like, uh, there they are. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> like, captain, they're up there. Yeah. Cue, <laughs> yeah. cue the like,
2: next moment yeah. of utter uh, defeat. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um. Because I,
4: we I, were
1: at the we were at the very base layer. Yeah. Of the class I don't think anybody's point, ever right. said Survivor eleven o'clock high.
2: Yeah, was <laughs> a like, uh, like, oh, factor. No factor. Like what I is it? I, very couldn't, much a factor? I couldn't. I couldn't look, uh, not due to you know uh, some other reason other than I couldn't look away from the thing that I was doing at the time. Yeah, uh, I I did not see what he was talking about. I I may have feigned it, but I was fully engulfed in maintaining us clear by this point, probably less than 50 feet, less than 50 knots uh, at the headwaters of the river. Yeah. And, uh, and it was like, well, I guess this is the spot. I mean, we had talked about this. Um, we talked about this before the flight. Yeah. We talked about it with Zach. We've now reached the point where... <laughs> It's, it's supposed it's to get happening. hard. Yeah. I,
1: not that it's been hard. <laughs> yeah.
2: And uh, we talked about what orientation we were going to move the aircraft up the mountain so that we would keep the tail clear and we would give ourselves the best opportunity for getting ourselves out of the situation that we were about to get ourselves into. Yeah. Um, I, I, this, is, this is a crazy question. But at any point, were you
1: thinking about the transit back?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. you were like you were you were going. This deeper is awful. And, we're not doing this again. You
1: were going deeper and deeper, and you're like, oh, the hard part. No, is no, 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 no. Not yeah. over.
2: No. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And when we get to the next phase, yeah. we'll tell you how that resolved itself. <laughs> but yes. Uh, so
3: let me give you the honest. Because he's going to sugarcoat yeah. it a little bit. But what what happened after this point? So after I see the the light. Up above us in the clouds, we, you know, another which quick, is all like, their energized RRM lights. Thank goodness, brief. yeah, yeah that was
1: it. that that's some forethought right there because yeah. that would be like you get to that point, and you're like, um, where are they? Uh, <laughs> where are they? That's guys? what I was thinking. Yeah. when I was looking straight ahead, like a ninny muggins, oh. yeah. <laughs> like a cotton headed ninny muggins. I'm
3: yeah. like <laughs> out here at the 12 o'clock, which yeah. is nothing but goats <laughs> and elk. Um, so at this point, and that so this is the thing that's, that's really crazy is uh, at this point, you know, we're at the base layer of the clouds and it's starting to snow. Um, we'd been flying through like hazy cloud layers yeah. and stuff. It's starting to snow now and you can see the snow on the mountains. So you lose all that terrain contrast, mm-hmm. right? Because it's just white. And uh, this dude over here basically pulls us into a, cause I remember having to set the rattle bugs down to about 15 feet. So this guy pulls into about a 20, 25 foot hover and basically says, con me in, you know, up a thousand Begin feet. hoist. Yeah, exactly. What? <laughs> <laughs> he says, con me in, we're just con gonna me drag, up. drag the hoist all up. the way up. Yeah, yeah. forward it up, up a thousand. One thousand. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> we're making this up. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Dan, I wish Dan was here, but Dan basically uh, popped the cabin door open. Uh, our flight mech, uh, Dan Bell, uh, pops the cabin door open and he's looking outside. Um, and, and we're literally hovering up, you know, it's tundra, so there's not a ton of trees, but we're hovering up, the side of this mountain about 20 feet with maybe 50 feet of visibility because of the snow. I mean, you couldn't see anything. Yeah. Yeah, We left left side two.
0: So door away up. Yeah. 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 I think before we continue on, I think it's important to talk about, you know, we earlier, we're talking about like decision gates and, and you guys had talked about that. Like, Like, okay, we made it over this mountain range. Okay, cool. We're looking for this river. Okay. We made it to the river. We're good. And then you could stop at that point and say, okay, guys, like we could stop here and land and say, sorry, we, we can't make it. Um, but. Like, or can yeah. you make it down to us or some, something? Yeah. Yeah. But now you're like, okay, there is a chance that if we can, if we go up this point and at some point we get whited out, we are, it's it's a one-way decision gate, right? Yeah. Like once you're there, you're like, okay, well, now we have to execute our exit plan and, and hopefully that works out. But um, yeah. Was there a discussion of, uh, or did anyone say, Hey, I think this is dumb. We should stop at this point. Um, or was it, uh, kind of, um, understood that, Hey, if anyone thinks this is stupid, now is your time to, to talk. Cause here comes the up and right 1500. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had talked about those decision gates yeah. a number of times throughout the flight. yeah. And I think,
3: um, that as long as we maintain, you know, we were comfortable with, as long as we're maintaining that visual reference and that. And that's what Nate said at the beginning of the podcast is like doing what helicopter pilots do yeah. is, is hover with reference to things. Right. Um,
2: so. Yeah. I think I underestimated what was going to happen next. And, yeah. uh, cause I, I will say like, yeah. you know, um,
0: and I'm not trying to Monday morning quarterback you guys, but like, that's yeah. also how helicopter pilots get in trouble, right? Oh, yeah. Is, yeah, Oh, absolutely. don't worry. I'll just keep visual of this thing and everything's yeah. okay. Yep. And when that thing goes away, you try to get back into visual of that thing that you thought was there yeah. or, you know, and, and that's how you end up blind into, you know, terra firma. But
2: yeah. So um, I, I would, um, Thankfully, it was I'm a Monday, away. <laughs> Monday morning quarterback. Um, I'm absolutely a Monday morning quarterback. And, uh, in this particular, with everything that I do, not what other people do, what I do a Monday morning, morning, quarter break, you know, everything. And, uh, yeah, there was probably an underestimation. I, as I look back on it, I think it's not something I would recommend. Okay. <laughs> this is not a, uh,
0: I would recommend it
2: for this anyone. This is a, in some ways I would say this is a bad example, um, You know, that's something that I've reflected on as the CEO, perhaps setting an example that was successful and achievable for me. Yeah. Um, But realizing that I've got the feel of the aircraft honed over multiple tours in the mountains and 4,500 plus hours, uh, the aircraft control and, you know, the judgment and maturity of somebody who's been doing it a long time. And I wouldn't say that this is a thing that I would ever at any point, I, here's what I would expect as a CEO, you take off. Okay. Like I don't want to have somebody cancel on the chocks for 1500 foot ceilings at 10 miles. That's unsat in my opinion. Like you're not a coast guard aviator. If you're not going to at least agree, be able to pull the trigger and go look right. I'm not saying stick your nose at it in it and do dangerous things. I'm saying 1500 foot. You just never know Yeah, weather reporting in Alaska is bad. You never know. Go take a look. Yeah. You know, try and get airborne and do your best. You turn around that first time you go in and invert an IMC fine. Good job. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. The next time turn around because you get to the Ipwick river and you're like, this is yeah. crazy. I'm not going to do yeah. this anymore. Yeah. Okay. Your air That's crew fine. speaks up and says, hey, guys, job. this is insane. I've had I'd- flight mechanics. Tell me that, Hey, yeah. sir, it's time to U-turn. And I, yeah. and I do a U-turn. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know? So yeah. Uh, what I think Monday morning quarterbacking my own is, and I've probably fallen prey to this in the past is like I just have a different level of comfort experience and um I'm not better than anybody I just think like yeah maybe I pushed it further yeah. than I would want other people to push it yeah. yeah um so yeah we got there we talked about exit strategies I felt comfortable what I I bit off a little bit more than I think I knew I was going to chew but you know, I had things. So here we go up the mountain, left side too. I can see what's in the rotor disc. That's what I can see. Mm -hmm. So anything below the rotor disc is what I have visual reference to. They're moving searchlights around, trying to get, you know, an idea about where we're at. You know, we're following this little stream. I'm looking rock to rock and. I don't have, there's no horizon at this point, right? So at least before I had some semblance right. of a horizon right. with the land directly in front of me and the way that the searchlight was falling on the terrain in yeah. front of me. Uh, now the searchlight is falling on the terrain in front of me in an angle, right? So you're getting mm-hmm. these kind of false horizons and you're getting these visual illusions that can be pretty vertigo-inducing. right? Like- and those are things that were less... Um, those were more negative than I had anticipated maybe. And so to combat that was a very conscious and deliberate recitation to myself of slow. Yeah. You know, take it slow. Don't get impatient. Yes. Don't look away. Take it slow. Yeah. This blade of grass to that blade of grass. And then when you get to a point where you got to like pause then pause. Yeah. And I told it to Chris, we probably did it three times on the way up. And I said, I'm going to hold here. I need to just sit here for a second. I've, and I, I just came into yeah. a hover and yeah, night boat.
1: That exactly. yeah, Exactly. And, and I've had that multiple times where I'm like, all right, this is challenging. This, this boat's rocking and rolling. Yeah. Like, all right, next step, slowly move to the next step. Pause. All right. Next step, slowly move to the next step pause and then verbally like telling, Hey, I'm taking this super slow. And it helps yeah. so much. Hey,
2: yeah. I get your forward and right. Here's what I want. Yeah. I just want forward or right. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just want to do one thing right now yeah. and that's it. Yeah, And yeah. so what kind of, uh, these are the strategies that you get over time. Yeah. And that's what I think, again, perhaps setting a bad example for pilots who think like, Oh, I should be able to go out and do this thing. It's not true.
1: So yeah. another thing that, that I like to talk about when we, when we are flying night flights with students, they have to brief the, the, uh, the army visual illusion manual. And mm. and when I started briefing that, I was like, I was like, Oh, I have to memorize the silly names fire, of fire, these fire, illusions. Fire, crash, yeah. yeah. I have to remember like all these illusions. I have to remember these names and whatever. And then I remember I was on a flight and I, and I experienced a visual illusion, false horizon, vection you name it, and I was able to be like, "Oh, this is a false horizon," and then all of a sudden, I was like, "Okay, we're gonna slow things down," and I was able to name that visual illusion, and it, and everything got like everything slowed down. I was able to maintain the control of the helicopter, and it was fantastic. So that's another thing that that that's huge—the fact that yeah, you can name that and you can see that visual illusion, you can acknowledge it, and then and then great, you just keep moving on. So, yeah, are you a CRM instructor? Ah uh, no! Oh,
3: I teach IFR. <laughs> Name it, tame it, frame it. That's what that's the CRM instructor thing. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah. Mostly referring to hazardous attitudes. But put that in your back pocket. There you go. So, so like, what kind of?
0: Uh, I'm assuming no modes. Um, what kind of symbology do you, uh-huh. do you guys
2: have? Like a hover page? What what was going on? I have no idea. No, <laughs> okay. I didn't. Well, I wasn't looking inside the aircraft yeah. at okay. all. Yeah. No, yeah. uh, I did have a mode on. Uh, okay. I had our barometric altitude hold on. Okay. Uh, oh. Why did I have that on? I don't remember. <laughs> but it, I don't think you asked for that until we got to close to the top. Of it the really um, screwed Chris over. Quite frankly, I screwed Chris over on the barometric uh, altitude <laughs> later on. Um, Classic CEO. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, no, I, I think you asked for that. It was like all out. It was all okay. out the window. It and
0: was. So what was your, what was the exit strategy? Like, Hey, stay in a hover, obviously, but what would, what happened? Did you guys talk about like, Hey, what happens if you're over there and you're like, oh, shit, I don't see anything. Um, Like, and you talked about, like, hey, Chris, if that happens, like, or, hey, I want you to be up some sort of hover page of, like, I need to see an immediate right drift. I know we're clear for a mile off a heading of this. Or was the plan, like, uh, just don't lose visual?
2: I would like to say that I've got something satisfactory to say there, <laughs> but I don't. Well, I think
0: when we talked
3: about before we went up that mountain, I think our egress route was up,
2: mm. which oh, is a just, weird
3: egress route into icing, but not, not really. I mean, we I mean that I sounds, mean, there, we're in a, you gotta remember we're in a valley. here, yeah. Basically like climbing up this mountain. So yeah. there's no like, Oh, keep going. Right. And you'll be clear. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you could go back a hundred. Yeah. Be clear. But that's not a comfortable no. helicopter
1: like pull, flight. Pull a bunch ton of power and scooch off a little bit and go up. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it wasn't ideal. Um, yeah. I remember being with uh, Josh Nelson. Once we were hoisting some folks out of a ravine off of a mountain once. And the only way to get to the point that we could deliver a rescue device plum was to nose into the ravine. Mm -hmm. And we were probably, you know, four to six foot separation from the blades to the trees. And it was very tight. We were nose in (laughs) and we got to the point where it was like, you know, I don't know. We briefed the, Single engine plan or something like that. Yeah. Single engine plan is settle into the trees. Yeah. Single (laughs) engine plan is try to bring the nose around to the right and crash behind us. Yes. And I shouldn't have said that on the Vader. Yeah. (laughs) But (laughs) But (laughs) I mean, like, quite frankly, you reach those points sometimes where, unfortunately, I guess that's the decision you make. And we, yeah, you can always say, like, okay, we will not continue. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't in this case.
0: And like you said, um, that is our job to yeah. manage that risk and say, okay, it's either this way or we don't save this person. And if there's no suitable alternative to save this person, then this is the risk we have to take. And, you know, you kind of get a verbal, you know, or a thumbs up from everyone in the crew and say, yeah, I concur and I'm on board. I'm ready. I'm ready in the back, you know. So
2: it's very um, difficult. But I, again, I'll go back to at no point did I think we were going to be a smoking hole. Good. Like there was yeah. no point at which I was like, all hope is lost. We're dead. That was not a, that was never a thought that crossed my mind. I, the thought was yeah. always, this is really hard. Yeah, it's challenging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, actually, I what, what do, do you do think, do you, Chris? At what point did you think they, they were going to name a hangar after you? <laughs> <laughs> you were flying, so never. <laughs> <laughs> never. No. Yeah. Go I don't know. know. It's, it's
0: kind of an interesting point of like, hey- if I'm going to err, you know, if we settle into the trees here, you're like, okay, I think everyone's going to live as opposed to like, if you depart from that and transition to forward flight and you lose spatial disorientation, yeah. like yeah. that is how you, you know, at 70 knots straight into a mountain is how you kill yourself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you, it. you, a
2: hundred percent of the time you'd take a car wreck over an airplane wreck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, trim a couple of trees and
0: Maybe she gets a little rough and you're like, yeah, we'll just set her down in these trees. Although I'm assuming that the what's like the angle of this mountain that you guys are going up at this point?
2: Forty five so degrees. where your hand is yeah, about there. Forty five ish. And it's okay.
3: above the tree the tundra line. Wow. So there's the a, beauty there's is it was
2: all trees. it was tundra. That's yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. so it was yeah. pretty flat. Okay. Which that's, was nice. That's great. It had some weird visuals with the snow and stuff, but it was uh I could identify clumps of grass and rocks okay. and how, stuff. How I mean, long did If this you? would have been the trees, it would have been a whole nother- That would have been a whole nother- Yeah. Whole nother ball of wax. Because you got, okay. when you have trees, you've got things that stick out of trees yeah. that are unlike the other trees. Yeah. Um, Lots of movement too of like- you know, Yeah, no, this screws was-
0: with your perception. How, yeah, interesting. This was different. How long did the ascent take?
2: This was as challenging as a night- <laughs> uh, Offshore night- swimmer hoist. I mean, like, that's what you're looking at in terms of, you know, the the point at which you're hovering there, about to pick up the swimmer on a a harness and the flight mechanic is vectoring you around and you're just like holding it together. You're just like... "Eh." Say, any please second. say, no, please say like clear just, back and let That's see. Exactly, switch, so clear the water. Please say that's the feeling. That is the okay. feeling yeah. of what's happening. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. you're just like in that just moment. now. Any yeah. just um, palm, drag palm, him. On, Every muscle yeah. in your
0: legs is yeah. totally flexed. So your yeah, yeah. whole pull up, pull up, body. Yeah.
2: That was the trip up the mountain. Yeah. Was that? Yeah,
0: Chris, and that's ho- like Chris. How far are we? Well, sir, we've climbed seventy-five feet. <laughs> it's been seven minutes. Uh, uh, right. Carry the one. You've got another nineteen. Goes, minutes to go. Do you, you want to know straight line distance or yeah. your controls. I'm not very <laughs> helpful.
4: Yeah.
1: So, so how how long did that ascent take? Seven hours. It felt like probably about thirty minutes.
3: Oh, oh wow! My goodness. It, it was no joke. Like, well, we went up. It was ridiculous. So
2: we followed a little stream that ended up kind of closing out, and I had to back out of an area, and then we kind of came back around on another side and up, kind of like the ridge, uh, kind of a shoulder. So yeah, terrain features wise, again, this is something you know, I did a that 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 time with Zach on the phone before, as I was, as you know, Chris was sitting in there. <laughs> That was a very detailed map study that yeah. we were doing. Like we were, he was zooming in on his flight, and I was zooming in on mine. And we were looking at topo maps and we were looking at like, what does this look like? So when I got there, I had a pretty good visual model of nice. what the yeah. terrain looked like. And um, had I known, I probably would have had an even better model, but <laughs> it was one that afforded me kind of An idea about where we were at and where we were going and how to get there. And so when we kind of like eked around one corner following this little drainage stream and then it closed out and he started saying that the lights were now moving to the nine o'clock position, Uh, I had an idea that, okay, we'd gone a little bit too far on this particular face and we needed to come back, reset and go up the spine. Oh, very interesting. Okay.
1: Okay. So, and then you guys are, you're climbing- You are climbing a mountain in a 60, which is pretty sweet. (laughs) And then, and then, so how, what's the altitude when you guys reached the, the people, how high above, or do or did you offset a little bit? Or like, what was the discussion for recovery? Were you trying to find somewhere to land
3: Their Yeah. Their tent setup was probably a hundred feet or so down from like the, the peak of the ridgeline. Oh, So when we had looked at it beforehand, like it's, it wasn't like a sharp ridge line. Yeah. There was a there was a slopey place to land. Oh. So we okay. kinda knew like
1: primary is to land and not hoist these guys like nighttime vert surf. Which sounds like that is the light at the end of the tunnel. You're like, I'm gonna get up this, we're gonna land and we're all gonna take a deep breath. <laughs> I don't have to hoist.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. That was the hope. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Exactly how it went. Yeah. 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 Um it you know, as a as a SAR pilot knowing your area what the people are doing and the kinds of things that you can expect to see. If you if we were going out for a goat hunter or a sheep hunter yes. or something like that, you just have to think about you're going to probably encounter something a lot different than if you're going to go rescue somebody that's out caribou hunting. Yeah, that and if you don't know that stuff.
1: That goat or sheep hunter is a surface. You're not doing sure. it
2: right. You got to be work I mean like that's what you you don't uh you are constantly at that point of like, you shouldn't ever feel comfortable that you know everything. Oh, you know, you should always be like, what don't I know? And if, if nothing else, like think survivor behavior, I mean, you could go off onto a whole nother, you know, you're searching for an autistic child. Yeah, I mean, like that's a whole, a whole nother like master's degree program there. So learn it. I mean, yeah. if, if you feel like you learned everything about being a SAR pilot, then find something else because yeah. there's always something there. So know or at least anticipate survivor behavior. And with these kinds of cases, what are they doing? Are they hiking? Are they hunting? What are they hunting for? What's the season? Yeah. Even if you don't know what they're hunting for, know what the season yeah. is because then you can get an idea and that's going to change the way that you look at the train yeah. in front of you. Yeah. Um, I,
1: I would say that is also applicable to maritime environment as far as like what type of boat you're going to. Yeah. Like there are a lot of times where like, hey, we're going to a snapper boat. If you don't know what a snapper boat is on the East Coast, it's got a very short snout bow, short like small cockpit with a sun canopy over the whole aft area where they fish. There's nowhere to hoist to it. And like you have to know the style of boats and you have to know that what the survivors are doing inland hunting, like that is that that will save you time stress when you get on scene and everything, you know, that'll save a lot of, a lot of undue stress as well. Yeah.
3: yeah. Or you're going to a cruise ship and they're not going to change their course at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Is it I carnival? Say. Yeah.
1: So, so assuming that it was uneventful uh, as it, <laughs> as uneventful as it could be getting up to that little landing area, you guys get up there and then do you take the landing? We haven't even gotten to the Goldilocks yet. Oh, oh gosh. gosh. Yeah.
3: Our swimmer, uh, Kimball Peterson, was on the EOIR being a rock star like he yeah. is. Yeah. And
2: uh, yeah, he's looking for people.
3: He's looking for people at the camp. Then we point out the campsite. He's yeah. Like, it's at the nine o'clock. We, we think we're at the top of this ridge line. And Kimball's like, hey, I think there's three bears there. And we're <laughs> No, no, no. That, that's people.
1: Those are people in Come bear costumes. Yeah, there's great, there's but
3: three hunters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's <three laughs> just like, I'm not listening hunters. to this right
1: now. I'm flying this hell. Of- Did somebody say bears? <laughs> yeah.
3: He's a Kimball's like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure there's three bears there. And uh, I pull up the EYR screen on my MFD. And I'm like, I'm, cause I told Kimball the same thing. I'm like, nah, that's probably the hunters. You're man. They, yeah. You're insane. Absolutely not. And I pull it up in this very fat bears at the campsite. And Kimball has them locked in on EYR. And we're like,
2: and they hadn't run away. Well, okay. <laughs> and so, so, how close were these to? The, so we're like, well, they're at the well, edge
3: of the campsite.
2: Let's go scare away the bears.
3: <laughs> Which is the best use of a helicopter? Yeah. Really, <laughs> just make noise. To Did scare. you just
1: laugh at that point? Where you like, you just, you are just like, yep, that's that's, yeah, that's it. I wasn't laughing at anything. <laughs> oh gosh! I was like, yeah. "Air controls."
3: <laughs> there are bears, so we had we wanted to land a little bit further away from the the tents, so we didn't like blow those guys down the hill, which would be a very embarrassing way yeah. to yeah. Un- yeah, rescue somebody. Because there was somebody.
2: actually four of them total, right? And this was just one of them that was broken. Yeah. Yeah. So
3: we didn't want to like just blow them down the hill, yeah. which would be really embarrassing. Yeah. So we gently moved the. H sixty Tango towards these bears and Kimball got them on the EYR like scramble. Eventually, we got close enough to where yeah. they were like, ah, my I'm ears. Yeah, these bears they don't like have
2: tinnitus yet. Yeah, so um, they were on the meat. They were on the meat pile. Oh gosh. Gotcha. Okay. okay, so these guys go out. They were shooting caribou and they were kind of stashing their meat all in one area, yeah. and the meat area happened to be between where we thought was a good place to land and their tents. <laughs> bears weren't going to leave. Nope. They did. You just and, have to have a helicopter. Well, over yeah. them. Uh, well, the they did while it. the helicopter was there until the next day when then they we had to go back and get the other three
3: <laughs> in the daytime. So yeah, okay. <laughs> but we scared the bears away. So, okay, awesome. so after that, is there <laughs> anything else or did you guys <laughs> land no, <out laughs> at that <laughs>
1: point? We scared the bears away and then we landed. Oh my okay. god! And then I go your controls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow! And then like that was your equivalent of like, hey, swimmers, I just the water need a minute, minute. Back and
2: left, and then the yeah. swimmers, and then I think I'm. I, the swimmer, Chloe, they went out, and I might have even said, Dan, you can go out and help them if you want. <laughs> Everybody get I, out. I think what
3: actually happened was the longest recorded sigh in human history where <laughs> Nate just goes, ah. So you're oh, on ICS. <laughs> it's still happening. Yeah. The is yeah, probably still, still happening right yeah. now. And then yeah, immediately we
2: thought I at least at least at that point, immediately I thought about the departure. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like it was like it was like land, <laughs> relax. We made it.
2: We're never doing Dang that again. It. We,
1: we're never doing that again, except when we have to go back. Except leaving. So so they get so the swimmer and and Chloe the firefighter get to the survivor Chloe's like I ain't
2: coming back <laughs> yeah, yeah no thank you uh, like, I don't know that she was on ICS I don't know if she knew it was what okay any was really any happening. complications she probably just thought it was a fun
1: dark
3: ride on
2: the helicopter yeah, like,
1: honestly. like oh we're having up a mountain that was cool that was great yeah. so any any complications with the survivor or was it pretty I don't know, so he was
3: he was oh. like
1: not super mobile at yeah. that point he
3: had a legit heart attack he was 62 I think um He's you know up in remote yeah. Alaska just having heart attacks like it's his job. So he, <laughs> I thought you it, were gonna
0: say like he's like walking out with like a Bud Light and a backpack on, yeah. just like no, comes up the helicopter and like, that. But he was okay, like, he had to carry we him about up that. the side of the mountain in yeah. the snow,
3: which I thought was pretty impressive in itself. They had to like shoulder this guy basically yeah. and like pull him up the, the mountain there, um, and they they bring him back into the into the helicopter and yeah. start doing their medical thing. In the back, I don't nice. know anything about medical nope. stuff. That's why you're in the front. Exactly.
4: Right.
3: <laughs> yeah, that and like when I, de- every time I deployed a swimmer in Alaska into the water, I was like, man, that doesn't look like fun. That looks like,
0: bad. Yeah. And then you yeah. like angle the, the WeMax, the heat <laughs> nozzle, and you're like, eh, there yeah, you go. Exactly. Hey, can you turn the heat up a little <laughs> yeah. bit for me, please? In my dry suit? Yeah. <laughs> And then you did a reverse sigh, and you're like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, a deep breath, (laughs) the
1: longest deep breath you've ever
3: heard. Let me just inhale again.
2: So, yeah, at this point, yeah, we were kind of, like, looking at uh, 20 knots of wind. And, you know, both of us were, I think both of us, I definitely was looking at, all right, what's the best way out of here? Do we ITO straight up and we go south? Do we, like, home? Or do we ITO straight up and go north, Mm -hmm. away from rising terrain, do we go this way, that way? And of course, you know, worried about a little bit of icing, concern. Um, the wind though was kind of jacking uh with our what seemed to be the perfect plan would have been better had the wind been from a different location. So we came up with two separate plans. I didn't even know you sixty guys even like yeah. thought about working. Welcome the to the sixty five world. From, you know? It would have been a lot <laughs> easier
1: if the wind were coming from this direction. Yeah. That's every single day.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, I will tell you, what we didn't want to do was do what we just did on the way yeah. up. So that was <laughs> out. Immediately yeah, out. Immediately. It was like when we were sitting up there. Oh, yeah. Didn't mention and that. I yeah. like sort of. Yeah, that was the easy. Out. Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's like, like why, why like, don't hey, we do not we just do we go do... back down that mountain? And we yeah, were yeah, like, why don't we like, just do what we did? Nope. It like, even, like an easy choice. Shut your mouth. Nope. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, so we had talked and about what the day of was I wasn't going to be doing him. it, whatever it was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, you're like, hey,
1: Chris, you see what I just said? Cool, just
3: just Don't, do the do same it, thing. Do it on Nothing
2: the way back. Like just, your just, uh, just take us out, so, Chris. Your controls, uh, bud. Yeah. 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 like that. Break out my I'm just, coffee. Uh, I'm just
0: leading by example yeah. here. No big deal.
2: And, yeah, uh, you any
0: questions? Uh, <laughs> I'm giving you the opportunity for experience yeah. I'm, mentorship. I'm really bringing you. Up here.
3: It's simulated, you have to do that again. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. So sorry. He so, had, so, yeah. He, no, he'd found some mountains, um, that and it, the way the, the terrain around us was kind of the Again, like the best way to depart would have been straight into higher mountains, which yeah. was not ideal. So we we elected basically to depart away from the highest mountains, which was, of course, with a tailwind, which is not which was not great.
2: Yeah, especially when you're itoing from yeah. twenty feet over mountains. Nope. Having nope. been there and done that before, though, like I felt like it was probably going to be just fine. Yeah. But what I didn't count on was the fact that I had completely hosed Chris and I would left the bar out hold engaged oh. so we'd gone That's up great. the mountain for whatever reason with this mode on right bar yeah. outs engaged were you just pulling the trigger the whole time and I was just riding the trim button I guess I don't know and I went up yeah. landed and as we were sitting there we were, we were pretty, picking up a bunch of we were pretty
0: crazy them. of like that is a classic example of like, you're so hydrated yeah. of like, this is working. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I didn't even know oh that no. it was there. Do not change like, anything. So, yeah.
2: This is fine. And here's, here's what in retrospect, um, while we're sitting there and they're running out to get the guy and bring him back and all that stuff we're we got a little hop and we're hopping a little bit on our wheels. And it's a lot, a lot like wind is blowing up the mountain through the rotor disc, mm-hmm. and it's causing a little hop. It's also a lot like if you're sitting on deck with the bar out <laughs> engaged. And I had left the bar out hold engaged. But you're
1: also on the top of a mountain, so you're like, oh, there's plenty of wind.
2: Yeah, up so the there mountain. was a lot of wind, Yeah. and I rationalized that in my mind. Yeah. Like, we got this hop, but it must be this crosswind, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you've ever had that nagging feeling that yes. something's not right, probably not it's probably not right (laughs) and that's exactly what this was and i didn't get it until i totally hosed chris and after chris felt the effects of me accidentally leaving the bar Uh out engaged it was my last flight with him it all dawned (laughs) on me because you know after the expletives i go ooh. Think I had the bar out engaged.
0: Yeah. Did I? I did. Did you? Did you engage that bar out on me? <laughs> yeah, I didn't ask for, for that. anybody that's, that's
2: listening
3: that doesn't know what we're talking about. Bar out hold is basically <laughs> like the aircraft will maneuver the the power to keep you at an at a barometric altitude, like an altitude above sea level. Yeah. Which is great if you're just trying to fly along and you don't want to change your altitude above sea level. Yeah, but yeah. if you're trying to do a departure from a
1: that's changing a your mountain.
3: altitude. It'll <laughs> change the power of your aircraft for you, whether you want it to or not. Yeah. Uh, which is very disorienting if yeah. you like think that you can trim in a certain power setting to your aircraft so and then all w- of a sudden it doesn't. What was the plan you decided?
1: Like what like bar out hold or not? Like what were you
3: doing? This <laughs> sounds like a blooper
2: reel. I really <laughs> feel like we're not Did good pilots, Chris. Chris. Oh yeah. no, gosh. <laughs>
1: I I am looking at you too. Like I would (laughs) fly, I I would fly in a helicopter with both you guys any day. Like that is like, I'm sorry. I, uh,
3: so we had, again, we talked about the terrain and the wind and we decided like the least hazardous thing was going to be, even though it wasn't like visual was to depart. And we talked about a number of things. So we were electing to go into the instrument environment without a clearance, um, basically like due regard quote unquote, um, In, you know, rural northwestern Alaska, where there's probably not a lot of people. And we, you know, elected for a snowstorm. (laughs) Mountain traffic, Coast Guard, helicopter, (laughs) lifting. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. (laughs) Any concerned traffic, (laughs) please please advise. advise. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So we had elected to do that, and we said we're going to climb up to about 4,000 feet. And um, we were going to basically pick up a new hover, make a right pedal turn and depart into the lowest uh, terrain, which was sort of the direction that we'd come from um, because the other, if we departed into the wind it was about another 700 feet yeah. above us or so that we needed to clear so we we pick up and pedal turn and I do like our, my checks my flight control checks, everything seems normal and I tend did at that point in my career to hold the trim switch in just because I'm like hovering and yeah. you know I'm just like holding the trims in and I just want to see how it's yeah. feeling for me and um, and I'm like, okay, we're good to go. And my fear was because we were we were kicking up snow too. So we're up on the ridge of this mountain that had just been snowing. And uh, my fear was that we went, we whited out basically mm-hmm. in the hover. And that's a very uncomfortable, especially in, in Traverse City, experienced that a number of times. And it's just, ugh, it's gross. Yeah. Um, So my fear was like, oh, are we going to spend too much time in the hover here? Like making sure everything feels great. Yeah. And we're going to white out and I'm going to do something stupid. So- we we pick up in hover and we elect, elect to depart towards the lowest terrain. Mm. Um, and we do that. And I'm like, all right, ITO, here we go. And I'm feeling great about life and everything. We just pick this hunter up, awesome. And I set my power, you know, like bringing the power to departure power setting. And I set the nose to climb and i get that good feeling in my butt that tells me hey cool we're climbing away let's go from yeah great yeah. power for yeah. days you know, just pull yeah. that collective in my armpit like a 60 pilot <laughs> would and uh so i set that i'm like all right sweet one last thing to think about i'm going to release the collective trim oh which is like our power setting you know so i release the the power trim and all of a sudden it just drops
0: and, and now you feel the the uh, bad feeling, feel sinking <laughs> so feeling in your bad. stomach, yeah. both from like the aircraft ascending and the like, oh my god, what's happening? Oh yeah, <laughs> I get the bads quick
1: yeah.
0: and uh, not a comfortable feeling. So we're laughing, but it's not fun. No, it's,
3: it's, not. Not. it's <laughs> terrifying. And, and as I get the bads, we're in, the, we're back completely in the clouds and have no visual
2: reference nice. to oh, tell me like, by the way, yeah, like, with the. Tailwind and about With fifteen tailwind. knots of airspeed. Yeah, so well, we're which swear word did you
3: use? <laughs> Thankfully, I wasn't a Vox user at that point. So all no, of it, it
2: it was it was almost immediate. I knew, and I turned off the bar. I okay. mean, em, almost immediately, I knew that that was the problem. Yeah, and I turned it off, and I apologized. <laughs> which I it you wasn't know enough. I still haven't forgiven. <laughs> I mean, it was um, so
0: bad. That is one of those things. So small, yeah, but could have completely oh, yeah. Yeah. derailed oh, totally and changed the trajectory us. of yeah. that. No,
2: it, um, it's a, uh, it's uh, automation mismanagement. Yes. I mean, it's cl- classic, classic problem. Yep. Um, you know, we did the before takeoff checks, before takeoff checks look require that we look at the AFCS control panel, yeah. it's there, yeah. it requires that we do it. You we also look, you look also mountain it, climbed a mountain though yeah. with a with a yeah. with a helicopter. Yeah. But well,
0: uh, I, and I say that not to like point blame, but to be able to recognize, no, no. correct it, announce it, yeah. so that like you knew now what was going on. Yeah. Otherwise, you're like, oh my god, there's something wrong with the flight controls, yeah. or there's something wrong with AFCS yeah. instead of like a quick, oh, hey, real quick, my bad. So uh, part of the part nowadays. of the
2: like. 4,500 hours in the aircraft and making mistakes all along the way. That's as yes, I money, 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 morning quarterback. Like those are the things that happen that end up, you know, get rectified rather quickly without a, um, you know, a lot of drama, yeah. but that's not necessarily what everybody would do. Yeah, Yeah. So I, I accept that for what it is. It was, it was an automation mismanagement problem. We should have turned it off. We should have double-checked that it was off. Uh, I totally screwed him over on that one. And, uh, and uh, immediately after I turned it off, I said, that's... Why is we were hopping? Because uh, uh, I had felt that so gosh, many times. I, I, I mean, I had that. sat there. Gotta hate that. When on a like beach yes. in Southeast Alaska. I remember doing it one day with and Josh Tabor, and we're sitting there and we're just hopping. hopping all day long. And yeah. I'm like, man, this head is really rough, or the wind, or it's not me. It's something else. It's like it's the gravel. The gravel is really soft here. I don't know. It's this. Did you verbalize it at all and when then, you were sitting there? Uh, no. I'm- you no. see like, no,
0: gosh, I no. hate, I, I, I think we've you know what? I all think, been there. I think yes. I did
2: say it was, it's, it's breezy up here. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's that littlest thing that if I would have gone, God, man, there's we, so oh, many times knots like of wind,
0: why do we, why do we do that yeah. to ourselves? Like we, we always talk and preach and yeah. like CRM of like, Hey, if something doesn't feel right, yeah. you say something, even yeah. if it's like what I call floating the CRM balloon of like,
4: mm, try we're, a balloon.
0: we're little bounce, huh? And someone would have been like, well, yeah, that's because the belts engaged. You know that, right? Like, oh, yeah. no, nope, I didn't. Okay, um, but just to like give the crew like an opportunity to yeah. figure something out. God, I hate it. I've yeah, done I've it so there. many times. Yep.
1: Yeah, been there.
0: Yeah. Well, we're all fallible.
1: Yeah, indeed. Yeah. yeah. And how? Yeah. Cool. So, <laughs> so uh,
0: you release the collective. You get the bads. Yeah. So I got this. Yeah. Uh, like that.
3: People talk about that tumbling that you feel like when. Uh, when you like go offshore and you lose all that reference yeah. that like you, you oh sweet, mm-hmm. I lost all the lights, the visible lights and then now I just have this weird feeling that I'm floating backwards. Yeah. That was like instant for me as we, because I lost, the, you get that positive pull and you know like in your butt that you're climbing. Yeah. Which is a real thing. Like you feel the climb. Nice, that was a good snap. You feel the <laughs> climb in your butt and you're like, all right, cool, that's great and then all of a sudden it turns like the total opposite way and now it feels like my butt is falling out from under <laughs> Yeah. Underneath. Um, and so that was super uncomfortable for me. So all I knew was to just like keep, because again, 60 drivers. So I just yeah, like, just pull more power. power. power yeah, I don't yeah, know what to that do. Did you, did you, say, did he you did, say He did fine and he verbalized
2: <laughs> yeah. it. And I'll tell you, having been an instructor pilot in Astoria a thousand times, I've seen it, you know, like yeah. you, you are on guard for like cu- helping coach somebody back into yeah. the bubble. And he like immediately got it. It wasn't like, now, to me, it was like, I was reaching for my coffee by the time we were all done. I'd probably taken a sip of my coffee and then we were on our way. So (laughs) it was, it was probably very emotionally traumatic and the tumbling and all that stuff, but it it was rapid, rapidly like me drink my sip of coffee as I turn off the bar out, and I'm like, "Hey, you want to put the nose down a little bit?" And then he's like, "On his way," yeah. and we're good. Yeah. Did you yeah. um? Did
1: you think big iron? Did you say it out loud when you pulled it <laughs> out? <laughs> out? <laughs> okay. Cool. If you pull the Vader, it. yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Big, big iron. <laughs> big iron. We're getting out of here, brother. <laughs> yeah. See you. He probably yeah. didn't pull eighty five. But percent. I don't think I, good. I,
0: I. You're kind of downplaying it a little bit in that um, you guys to even get to this point, you're physically and emotionally taxed. And there's, you know, you look back and all it takes is one little thing to just throw you yeah. off your game. And without an immediate correction, like I said, can change that trajectory. So, um, so yeah, yeah, I
3: will say big plug for the instrument scan. We, we preach all the time, like revert to the instrument scan. All of our introverted IMC stuff yes. is like established instrument scan. And he was wildly comfortable. I was not. I was very uncomfortable. But established instrument scan, like, I go right back to, okay, the first thing that I looked at was, like, VSI. Like, are we still actually climbing away? And so as soon as, like, he turned off the bar out and I started, you know, I kept pulling the power. As as soon as I felt the sink, I was like, okay, the collective is not where I left it. That's weird. So pull it back in. (laughs) And, and you're just looking at the, at the instrument scan. And and that was the thing that kept me from being disoriented, which is like, he's yeah. gracious that I didn't, I it was uncomfortable. That sucked for me. Um, And, and the biggest thing that helped me like emotionally recover from that and like not get completely spatial D was just like looking, okay, VSI says I'm going away from mountains. Like yeah. Mountains bad,
2: climb great. we had a yes. target altitude. We knew, we had pre-briefed all the altitudes of the terrain around us. Yeah. So we knew where we were going to be safe yeah. in the direction we were going. Yeah. But
3: so for me, like the biggest thing was just getting back to the instrument scan. And the instrument scan told me I was going to accelerate. And the problem with taking off, as you guys know, with the 20 knot tailwind is that- uh, we don't have an. instrumentation.
1: I'm sorry, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just want to, I just want
3: to. <laughs> we, we don't, don't, we don't know. know what it's like to take off with a 20 knot tailwind, <laughs> okay. so. We don't know. All no. Right. So. I just made an ass out of you. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, I that was an assumption on my part. No. The it's problem weird. with taking off with, so Thank our you. instrumentation doesn't really do anything airspeed wise for us until we're above 40 knots indicated airspeed. It's just inaccurate before us, uh, inaccurate for us bef- below 40 knots indicated. So if we have a 20 knot tailwind, that means we need to get, like sixty knots across yep. the ground. If you, if my math is correct, which let me see, yep, checks out. Yep. two of these Firestones in. It's good yeah. goodness, <laughs> I made it. Carry um, the one past the yep. <laughs> that was my step one of the open book. So, um, so you know, we had to be going sixty knots across the ground. Yeah. Like we had extra time to get before my instruments were actually telling me, like, hey, you're you're going speed in a direction. Yeah, which was really uncomfortable because when that happened was right after we had started climbing away, where we maybe. 15, 20 knots ground speed. So my airspeed indicators tell me nothing useful. So really it was just like climbing and then what my pitch attitude was, which was about, you know, five degrees nose low, which yeah. is fine for an ITO. And so I was like, you know, just trust that. And so that, um, what we teach, especially what, like what we're doing right now, mm. teaching that instrument scan is really important for situations like that to av- avoid uh, just like a complete panic in that state and going back to like, oh, I don't know anything. Yeah. Um, and that's where people, as Nate was saying earlier, that's where people really get in trouble. Yeah. Um, With, with those kind of situations. So yeah. I was grateful for that
1: experience and, and what ATC had, had taught me at that yeah. point. That's awesome. And yeah, that goes back to like acknowledging the spatial disorientation, going back to what you know, and just, you know, announcing it internally or externally and, and moving on. So that's, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Did you guys pop out on top? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gosh
1: i love i love because we're like we're like okay let's keep going with the story and then and then and then there's no, another no, fold
2: no, were there no, more bears no, no we were just we were stuck in it cloud bears oh, we were like, stuck in it and then the ice detected light came on and we started building ice and then i know it looked up and i turned my flashlight on and i noticed my entire windscreen was fro- <laughs> was frozen over because the windshield and ice wasn't working you no know, and
3: i noticed that the icing was when we had to turn the <sighs> light on so that the Chloe in the back could give the guy an IV while we're flying. Yeah. Oh like yeah, sorry about that. Winds that was with
2: the ice go ice another going off. version of me completely harassing Chris. I guess <laughs> I'd pretty much drop the pack. I guess at that point. So <laughs> it sounds like you deserve to at that. So <laughs> so they're working on getting an IV in the guy in the back. He's flying through icing in the clouds at four thousand over terrain we know, which is below us. So comfortable with that. We're below the mea, but we're fine. Um, and I was like, Hey, you guys, how's the, how's the IV going? You know? And (laughs) and they're like, well, I said, you want some light? (laughs) And (laughs) I turned on the stadium lights and, uh, we just, you know, it looked a lot like the Sim, you know, where you got all the lights on, (laughs) you can't see anything outside and it's before you start up. (laughs) So he got an And I didn't tell him. So I felt real bad (laughs) about that again. Uh, where thanks. The whole, the whole, I just turned on the white light and uh, were you on goggles? I don't know. I don't remember. Like it was all a blur, but I, I just turned on all the lights. Yeah. So we had a complete Floodlight of white lights in the back of the cabin, which then washed out the entire windscreens uh, and everything else. And if the you white were on, reflects off, off of the oh, windscreen, yeah. so no, that no, I could no, read my board off the windscreen. No, no it, like it's it was, it
0: was. Dude, you're nothing. in the
2: clouds. What it do sounds, you need, need sounds, to see the? It wind? sounds like a heads
0: up display. So. It was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <But> a heads <laughs> up just, display where it's upside down, yeah. upside down. Yeah, I totally figured out. Blew away all semblance of night vision, and just figured that they would at least get the stupid IV going. At that point is when we noticed. Us that the co pilot windshield uh, anti ice wasn't working. Oh. And they, we had a giant sheet of ice on the windshield in front of us in the center.
1: But you guys were beeline at that point.
2: You guys were, you no, were trying not to go direct. Yeah. Quite
1: oh. beeline, but almost. But then you ran into bears. There were more
3: <laughs> cloud bears. Up the there.
2: bears came the next day. <laughs> oh, yeah. gosh. <laughs> yeah, but after that, it was pretty good. We got down. Flew probably about forty miles or so. We uh, had to divert again. I mean,
3: so at that point, we're trying to go direct, and we had yeah, to divert again out basically true. to the yeah. coastline. We we're we're trying to go direct, which is again. Yeah.
1: We, I showed you the map. Yeah, we trying to go Sorry, back. When you over say the divert, mountains. I thought I thought you diverted for another <laughs> case. No, no, no. I, I got, was like, no. I was like, we need to get more beers. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> no, uh, we no, we no, I will them. let you
3: out of here at some
2: point. <laughs> no, and it's okay. we, uh, great.
3: We had to like. We were trying to go back straight over the mountains. Yeah, We were like. No, this is a sheet of ice. That's yeah, the ice was bad enough that it was time to get out of it and like okay. not be a good thing. Yeah. So yeah. we yeah. divert basically we so right do get degrees down. and go out of our way to get yeah. way to get yeah. the coastline so we could get down to
2: where yeah. it was
3: really warm at like 36 I degrees, think it was all so.
2: rime ice, but it was enough where we were like, it didn't go away right away. Yeah. So yeah, we got down, got into the airport. Chloe took the guy. They got in an ambulance and they left <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and that was it. And that then was like, not it. Okay. God, this guy. Then so bears. after this, so oh, no.
3: the reason that we do our job, right. Is, is awesome. So after that, um, cause we got notified by this, um, by the command center afterwards. So this guy got to the hospital and they checked him out and they were like, yeah, you may have had some heart attack symptoms, but you're Okay. So they release him in, into the environment, back into the wild. He takes like 10 steps out of the ER and face plants, like passes out in the parking lot of the hospital. Yeah, They re-hospitalize him and medevac him immediately down to Seattle where he is in like intensive care treatment for another like five days yeah. before they even like are yeah. able to release him again. So when we back when we go back and get the guys the next day, they're like, yeah. So this was like actually pretty wild because yeah. he basically like took some steps out of the ER and like yeah. face planted in the parking lot. Yeah.
2: So, I don't. Yeah, I haven't done a lot of follow up on cases over the years, but this is one where I mean, I I think the guy would have been fubar. As yeah. he Stayed in the mountains. I mean, yeah. I mean, sounds- the fact that we got him back there, they looked at him, he walked out, and he face planted, and an hour and a half later, they had him on a, a medevac. Jet down to Seattle, and then he stayed in the ICU for four days. Like yeah. there was yeah. a problem there. I don't yeah. know what it is, but
0: so what was the uh, vibe like? You know, obviously a fairly significant emotional event for you and your crew.
2: Well, you I like- would say Chris and I. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> think I. I mean, I just can't say enough amazing things about our flight mechanics and swimmers and the. Faith that they place yes. in us as pilots. I mean, I am just blown away. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I've had a number of cases where I think the f- the faith was misplaced. Yeah. I've had a number of cases where I felt like, uh, you know, they had healthy self-preservation instincts and yeah. it was good. Um, but it wasn't much. We got back. We debriefed. Quite frankly, like I said, when I called Zach, acting ops, Aops 04, I said, hey, we're back. He said, well, I said, it was kind of like we talked about, <laughs> but worse. Yeah, And he said, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> because that's exactly what it was. It was exact. I, I mean, I hate to say it, but it was almost exactly the flight plan we talked about. It was almost exactly the route. It was exactly the hazards that we discussed ahead of time. Between Chris and I and between Zach and I, the things that we had covered were all the things that we encountered. You always I mean, plan
1: for worst case scenario and, and and then you're thinking, like, man, we're it's probably like we'll probably get about seventy-eight to eighty percent of this worst yeah. case scenario business. It sounds like you guys got hundred and ten yeah. and that extra ten percent is the Bears. But it was
2: all in the same flavor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was no like, you know crazy Ivan flavor that yeah. came in. It was all in the exact, yeah. other than me screwing Chris over with the bar out. <laughs> yeah. Um, You know, and then the uh, altitude call that was again, my fault, like most things. So, uh, but besides that, I mean, it was the case that we briefed. Yeah. Um, And that quite frankly is, you know, that makes for a short debrief. You know, in some ways you go and you look at it and you go, well, we thought it was going to suck. It totally sucked. You got anything else? We came uh, up with the plan. We executed the plan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on retrospect, there's errors that I know I made and you know, I've spent time thinking about them. I thought like, quite frankly, I called back the district and I said, Hey, if those other guys want to come out, I ain't coming to get them. Like,
1: Oh, that evening. That ain't happening.
2: Like, we're we not doing that again. Yeah. That's not, we're done. Like, we're done. If you want to give us a case that's like a Papa Sierra, you know, three miles off the shore in (laughs) Cotsamu Sound, we could probably do that for a couple hours, but we're pretty much done. Yeah. What was the total flight time?
3: 3.5. Yeah. Yeah. For a hundred miles. Not like not all flight bag, time yeah. is created equal. Nope. Right? I've I've definitely backed <laughs> <more> smoke out smoked <laughs> to that than I ever was at yeah. like an eight yeah. in Denver yeah.
0: City. Were yeah. you guys able to go back to sleep? I mean this one oh, yeah. I'm I sure it's like oh, two yeah. hours for you. I was okay. exhausted.
2: Yeah. I mean I, I mean honestly, like the times that I've had a problem going back to sleep are when I totally misjudge something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I felt like we judged this thing correct. Correct. I mean, we looked at it, we saw it, we knew what the risks were, we judged the risks as high, and we executed the mission. I mean, I I don't know what to say. Like, there was a couple of things that I know I did wrong that I kind of second-guess and I'd probably harass myself about. But other than that, I've had other cases where – Risks popped up that I should have known about, yeah. but I didn't think about. Yeah, and those are the ones that keep you up because you're like, God, dang, how did I how miss? Did I, how yeah, did I miss all that. of that
1: stuff? I, I should have seen
2: that. that coming from a mile away, yes. and it yeah. almost freaking got me. Yeah, but that that was not this case at all in okay. any way, shape, or form.
1: Dude, what that? What, what an awesome case! I mean, like, yeah. So we're like at an hour and fifty-six minutes. <laughs> I've been hanging on every single you word.
2: Gotta, <laughs> you're gonna have to trim that back. No, <laughs> Big I,
1: time. I, I don't, I don't think we, that was, I mean, I was like, I'm sitting here like, like, yeah. And then, and then, and then, and then. that was, that was yeah.
2: next level defeat was the next day at four o'clock in the afternoon. I got a call <laughs> and they said, Hey, those other three guys, they want to come off. The they need to come off the <laughs> oh, mountain no. because there's been bears <laughs> that have torn up all of their water jugs And I said, yeah sunsets in an hour and a half. We're going now. Yeah. And they said, well, they might be able to get another no. helicopter. I called Chris. I said, go to the airport. Now we're going to the airport. We get to the airport. I call the
0: other crew. What were they doing? Just flying the they shoreline were, They had already cycled back on. They'd and cycled off, off oh, yeah. and on. on and off. So yeah. I called,
2: I called the district and I said, well, here's the deal. <laughs> we're going now. Yeah. It's nice to be in O six. six. Yeah. And we're going to call it a training mission. Until the point that you want to call us and tell us to do this thing, but we're going up there right now. There's a flight that has been created, and they said, "Well, okay, (laughs) we'll we'll call and we'll check on that, and this, that, and the other." And I said, "Okay, that's fine. You can do what you need to do." So we got in the aircraft and we took off, and they said, "Okay, if you think it's best to get the case, yes, I do. Yes, I do. It's either now
0: or tomorrow morning at eight a.m.
1: It's either now or when the next cruise comes. We zipped up there (laughs) at about
2: 130 knots, (laughs) and we freaking got. Got her done in yeah. all of about, you know, maybe a 1.5. Because did you see the bears? Freaking, I did. I have, <laughs> yeah, it. again. Oh, yeah, yeah there was a, the GoPro, those was a crap Yeah, yeah. yeah they the totally the torn up all their crap. Okay. Yeah, and the thing, yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna say anything about the The bears, about the, <laughs> the uh, bears, the bush plane service that took them out there, but uh, we ended up kind of cleaning that mess up. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. and we brought yeah. those three guys back and we. We saw him the next morning for breakfast.
0: (laughs) What's up, fellas? (laughs) Hey, boys. Hey. Um, Well, hey, guys. Awesome. Thank you for sharing your story. It is. It makes me proud to be part of this organization. Yeah. uh, Specifically, like, within aviation. So, thank you for sharing it. Um, Any last parting shots for anyone? Yeah.
2: Well, I'd just say, Max, Kenny, thanks for doing this thing. You know, thanks for doing the podcast. I know that it's an extra job, you know, you got jobs, you guys are busy. You got a lot of people out there counting on you to do things. You, you may or may not have a personal life. I don't know, but
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I try yeah. to.
2: Thank, yeah. thank you for doing this. Thanks for getting these stories out there. I, I wish, you know, when I was going through flight training, you know, I, I could watch the news occasionally and see a Coast Guard rescue and think, and I'm super pumped, and I just got to get through hTs yeah you know and uh, you know you guys are making it real, and you're bringing this uh, to a wide variety of audiences talking about our stories and you're motivating people so thanks for doing that. I appreciate it and I think it's it's fantastic and yeah. for everybody out there that you think you might want to be a star pilot, like go for it yes I mean it's totally achie- achievable yes I, there's there's nothing that you can't do if you don't put your mind to it and you know, maybe it's a coast guard, maybe something else, but you know, chase your dream for sure. And don't give up. Yeah.
0: It's worth it. Well, I I appreciate those words, Nate. Um, It's something that we're incredibly passionate about of like celebrating successes, like your story. And then, learning about mistakes, whether it's, you know, engaging barrel and like, how the hell did that even happen? (laughs) Um, and and even more severe, you know, stuff like that. But, um, it's 1130 at night. We're here in San Diego in a hotel ballroom and there's no place I'd rather be than than talking to you guys. So thank you. That was, um, yeah, yeah, that was fantastic. I always love to end the show with like some sort of advice that either you guys give and it sounds, I don't know, Nate, if you want to add on, but it sounded like you just gave some great advice, but, Chris, anything that, uh, like, advice that someone has given you or you like to give out to other people, whether it's a, a young Chris who's, you know, striving to be that Coast Guard aviator or um, someone who's like, man, I'm on my first day of my, my first duty. I'm about to take over. Yeah, what do you got for us? I would
3: say, especially to myself coming out of Trevor City, one of the most beautiful places to live, but just a frustrating SAR climate where it was just a lot of launches for things that, you know, after further inspection were not legitimate, um, which is, it's our job. We still got to go out, like yeah. Nate said, we still got to go out there and launch on stuff. But I was very frustrated coming out of Trevor City. Um, and if if you're at that place where, like I was getting, where I was like, oh, great, the SAR alarm again, um, just keep that keep that vigilance up. Because um, you never know when one of these things is going to... Like our ORM briefings, all of our the, the tools that we have in the Coast Guard, super legit ways to keep ourselves safe. And um, you never know when the next thing is actually... You're going to go out there and do some pretty legit stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's easy to, to let that drop. So I, I love what you guys are doing um, and, and keeping... These things going because I I would have loved this as a JO in Traverse City. I would have been super stoked to listen to some of the things that were going on, um, and, and keep that motivation level up. So if that's if that's you, and right now you're just like waiting for the next stupid red flare from Miami, and then you're like, yeah, is it a red flare and then a green flare because that's an airplane, you moron. <laughs> um, it? Does it look like a firework? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was yeah. uh, it the Fourth of July? Great. Yeah. Uh, the uh, you know keep that vigilance up. Keep Keep uh, honing those RM tools and trying to um, to master your craft because stuff like this, it's out there. Uh, yeah. And it comes up whether you're whether you're expecting it or not. So do yeah. your best to stay ready for it.
1: Yes, absolutely, 100%. Um, yeah, thank you, gentlemen. That was fantastic. Um, again, two hours of me hanging on every word. Um, I'm really excited for folks to listen to this story. And uh, I think I have a good way to end this. Okay,
0: what'd you got? Go Bears <laughs> Go Bears <laughs> Alright We're out guys See ya We say goodbye But never let go We
4: live We die Cause you can't save every soul.